Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. This week's guest... It's a doozy. This is epic. And aunts and uncles. Right? We <laughs> yeah. got aunts and uncles in there too. One of the most respect, respected. Oh, uh, they go under the family. Whoa, dude. I'm trying to do my intro. Oh, I'll, sorry. I like this. You gotta have like <laughs> there's gotta be a guy that's hey, like up on the totem pole this, and the, you know this, what I mean? This, this, Someone's trying to climb up hey, that totem pole. We're talking about respect, godfather over here of yeah. OG reps, yep. over 30 year plus of sales. Marketing under his belt. And no, we're not talking about Bobby Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's that? Who Dude. is that? <laughs> highly skilled. Just kidding, Bobby. Highly Come skilled, on. Highly skilled. Bobby's my guy. Yeah. In <laughs> retail and sales and brand building and everything. And if you're an emerging brand, you want this guy. If you're an established, well-known brand, you want this guy. Yeah. And if you're a surf shop or any shop or skate shop or snow shop, you want to work with this guy. Yeah. That's that's the rumor on the street. Yeah. <laughs> that's humbling. And he's worked with all kinds of brands, a lot of A-list brands. And I'm on almost too many to the name, but like 
at these. Hey, we only have two hours. Yes. <laughs> America. <laughs> 32. It. Nixon watches Salt Optics. SP back in the day. Sessions, Dragon Girl, Chocolate Four Star with Kai. Look, 5150 Snowboards, Rascal Clat. GoPro <laughs> and what else? Holy crap! I don't. I don't even know. The list goes. Uh, on. It, go, it goes Loose, on. Loose diamond. Now we're Theragun. You, I, I, I wasn't. You were rattling them off pretty quick there. I so. was trying to. There's too many. To, uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll recap. give everybody a shout out. All right, especially the ones you still do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably done more sales than any rep in the game. Whoa! More sales, and that's. I would probably yeah. You and Lockie are probably in Laurent. The Paul Laurent, <laughs> but he's got like unfair advantage I, with I know. Having there, to, he practically had. There was a lot of containers of Osiris shoes going out for a little while too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, for he, sure. But pound for pound, pound for pound, <laughs> territory for territory, dirt for dirt, dirt for dirt. The clash hey, of the titans right here. This guy but, co-created the H two O. Oh my surf. god. And snowboard winter classic. Yep, that and was vibe. That was right. Fun. That had a Huge. really good run. Huge. I mean, he puts on a gathering with the show for retailers and brands to get together, hammer out pre books, and when's that coming back? We need that. Let's do this. Yeah, people hit up. Keith was like, getting hit up. Are we bringing this thing back? What are yeah. we doing? Are we going COVID? Is it a Zoom meeting now? How are we COVID. doing this? And then now him and his wife, Deanna, are on to uh, a, a created a brand called Range Essential, yep. which is a natural oil base blend Yep. for those that are looking for an alternative to RX, you know, medicine, pills, yeah, or, you know, whatever else people are popping to take care of the pain and inflammation. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. For sure. And, and uh, I've been, that. Yeah. I've, I can attest. Yeah. I've definitely. Yeah. It's, a, it's it. literally a game changer. Yeah. Game changer. I mean, yeah. 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 And he's our friend, he's our colleague, and he's one of the coolest cats. And we have the utmost respect for. We welcome William, Bill, BK, Team BK. What do you want to go? Well, Keller. Hey. All of the above. The master of disaster of sales. Woo! I'm, I'm oh. super humbled and. Bill Keller! Yeah. Hey, man. I'm stoked to be here you guys yeah hey thanks for making the journey yeah yeah <laughs> three doors <I>, down <laughs> if people had a, if you had a video i'm i'm still wearing my slippers from this morning right uh, I yeah got out of bed and had a had a board meeting with gt from super 73 we paddled out at maghurst got a couple waves and went over to jan's had some lunch and talked biz and i didn't even list them on the 20 nine brands you were working with <laughs> it's because you're pissed at them yeah. over the years right <laughs> there's my bike yeah right exactly there's our bikes it's on the container out there uh, well sorry, sorry gt yeah now, now yeah everyone's coming out. we love you garrett we love super 73 we can't wait to ride one someday <laughs> <laughs> i got one in the garage we can we can take it for a spin right all right, all right. yeah no I, I mean man i feel so humbled and blessed to just be sitting here today, you Thank know what you. I mean. Not, yeah. not to mention with just two amazing human beings, friends, and guys that I look up to as well. And you know, Jay being like an incredible surfer. That hear that, Lyndon? Shows not about Jay Larson. Hear that? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, just you know what I mean. Just it's it's just cool, man. And and yeah, Lyndon and, and myself, we go way back. Way we just like, I mean, we used to time each other in heats. We'd like sparring you know, partner. Yeah. We,
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We were sparring partners, so we go. I was like, pretty awesome, man. It's yeah. cool. Just and see what In you guys... kooks. <laughs> yeah. Right here, brother. There you are. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you well, Yeah, you. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, if I sat on the fence in my backyard as a kid, my right leg would be in Long Beach. Yeah. So, beach, right? Yeah. So, that's not... Yeah. That's the beach. That's right. Exactly. And the other side is Lakewood. So <laughs> Lakewood's got some history in our There's in a lot of world. good Lakewood surfers. Yeah. Mark Reeder. Yeah, Reeder. You got yeah. Uh, yeah. Todd Roberts. It should Todd be a... Roberts. Todd lived right down the street from me. He had a had a, a full pipe. We used to like, when we were kids, Wow. my dad actually, we had a quarter pipe. My dad put casters on, on the bottom and we would push that thing from my house Todd used to live down there. There's this park, Mayfair Park. He kind of lived behind that. But we would push my ramp into these like little alleyways. And then we would like pull each other in on skateboards. It had like three foot of vert on. It was like 10 feet. And then we had like Eddie Fiola lived in Bellflower. And he was like the BMX. BMX just gnarly, like dude. Yeah. Super gnarly. This other guy, Tony. Gosh, I can't think of his last name now. But yeah, we would like take that thing, and all the kids would be on BMX and skateboards. Yeah, man, tore it up. So, yeah. so start at the beginning. You you grew up in Lakewood, Long Beach. Yeah. So how, born how in 1967. You... So yeah, uh, Lakewood, Lakewood. Actually, I was in. My parents lived in a trailer. I think they had a trailer home when they first had me, and then they bought their first house <laughs> in in Lakewood. I think they bought it for like nine grand or something like that. <laughs> insane, right? It's called so, inflation. Yeah, insane. So yeah, so we um, yeah grew up grew up in Lakewood, and really kind of I guess I mean I was like more you know traditional sports. It was just like baseball, basketball, football, all that kind of stuff. Until my next door neighbor, he was like this hippie, and I can I remember I'd look out my bedroom window and he had one of those lava lamps. <laughs> you remember those, right? Oh yeah, yeah. little he had, he had the red lava lamp, and then he had the all the posters in his room that were like the remember the black velvet posters, but yeah. they had the glow in the dark type stuff. Elvis and yeah, and his room was all that kind of stuff, right? It was just like yep. it was wild, and I used to like look in there and just go, "This dude's kind of gnarly, right?" <laughs> and like, and I remember he threw this huge party next to our house this one night, and they're playing. I can hear. Led Zeppelin going, and I didn't even know, like, really what led. I was like, just a Grom, right? Yeah. And Zeppelin's playing all of a sudden, and I hear helicopters coming. Devil's in. music is and, playing next door. Yeah, my mom and dad are like, ah, oh, these kids next door. You know, this he's crazy. And and I, I remember he was, and he, he was wild, man. 
Jesse France. Je- and uh, Je- Jesse, Jesse Jesse France. And he would he was a ripping skateboarder and surfer and he would like he skated all the bowls, he would skate pools and So was he renting it with a couple buddies or No, he lived there with his parents and oh. um they were pretty like pretty lax, you know what I mean? And yeah. in the back he actually he would grow weed back there. And I'm telling you, like, these these plants... And I I'm not... You know, you guys know me. Yeah. I'm def, it's, that's not my, my world. But he had these plants that were literally as tall as yeah. our garage. They were, like, yeah. 15... Literally 15 feet high. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, I didn't know what it was, you know what I mean? But... So he was... So he was just parents, a very interesting... Did you guys live there before them? And they moved um, in? Or was no, it No, like... no, no. Same... I think they might have been there the same time as my folks. Yeah, because I've been there since I was just a little kid, you know what I mean? Yo, get off the fence. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, hey Mom, Dad, I kicked the ball over the fence again. I'm, all, I'm going over. They yeah, got right? These, they got these weird plants uh, over there, Dad. What is that? Never mind. Yeah, it was like... Don't be going over there. It was crazy. So he, he was like this... Uh, it was just interesting, you know what I mean? He was into all the, like, basically the surfing and the skateboard and that yeah. kind of alternative lifestyle, right? And... You know, and I'm suiting up to go to Little League and this and that and yeah. all those kind of things. And he would be going surfing. And and I remember the first time I, I saw one of his surfboards and it was like this pintail red, like just looked like a Jerry Lopez type board, right? Yeah. Single fin. And I remember him spraying the spraying it down. And I remember seeing the beads of water just dripping off the wax. And I was like, I can still see it literally. Wow. And I'm just like, man, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, and I remember he broke his... I think he broke his ankle or something, and he was out in the front yard, and he had his wheelchair, and it had the leopard skin. He'd put leopard skin all on it, and he's doing wheelies in his wheelchair out in the front yard. <laughs> and I was super into riding bikes, right? So we'd make these little wedge ramps and jump them and do all this stuff. And he's kind of the guy that kind of got me sparked to want to start skateboarding, because skateboarding was kind of like, you know, I couldn't get to the beach, and yeah. I'm in Lakewood, and my parents, they didn't have much. And, and so it was like, so we just started skating. Yeah. And then skating turned into... How old was he compared to you? Uh, Jesse's probably in his mid-early 60s, I guess. He's probably in his mid-60s now. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so he's like five years 10, older, 10, 10, years older. 10 years older than me. Yeah, yeah. quite a bit. That's so somebody that you're like looking up to. Yeah, I was tripping on the guy. Yeah. You're like, I was just a little kid. And I'm yeah. just like, I was kind of scared of him. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, he had long blonde hair, bleach blonde. Just like you yeah. see the Dogtown videos, all that. Yeah. I mean, that's like... Yeah. And he yeah. was even like a little, you know, kind of even before that a little bit. That's so, sad. Yeah. It was cool. Huh. In Lakewood. Yeah. And that and was you, my next door neighbor. Did you ask him a bunch of questions about surfing and stuff? Or he just kind no, of just he was, he was so much older than yeah. me that I kind of didn't. Yeah. And then there was another kid down the street, this kid, Paul Colangelo. And he was pretty wild too. And uh, and he got, he was into surfing. And he's, he's the guy that took me surfing for the first time. Straight to seal? Yeah. No, we went down to uh, Tin Can Beach. Wow. Bolsa Chica was called Tin Can Beach yeah. at the time, and it was like, and that's when you go down PCH, and the ice plant was like, you'd have to run across the ice plant to get oh, down yeah. to the beach, you know yeah. what I mean? You would park on PCH. Yeah, you parked on PCH, yeah. and then you hope you don't step on any glass as you're going across the ice, you know, the for ice plant, sure. making your way down there. So, you you were skateboarder first. BMX really BMX, was okay. kind of the thing. I, I was like super into it. There was um, Paramount Skate um, skate park skate park and then there was uh you know lakewood had a skate park as mm-hmm. well and uh yeah no i my first bike my parents got me a schwinn stingray when i was like a little kid right With the banana seat i was just gonna say Dude, yeah. they still have it in their attic i think <laughs> oh, those things way. are worth some money too Dude, definitely yeah did, did, things just they, they yeah, polish that sucker off did it have the the little shock 
yeah uh, gooseneck yeah thing, totally whatever yeah yeah and the banana seat yeah. and all that kind of stuff that was my first bike and then i went down to the bike store and like and i saw the guys working on bikes and i'm like you know kind of started getting more into it and then i remember i got a stroker i don't know if you remember those those were like these like square frame they weigh like a thousand pounds but it was Just like a super steel. cool bike and then when i met this tony kid down the street he was like a sponsored bmx guy and he had this quarter pipe in his driveway and we would like he would hit that thing he's doing pogos off of his parents like roof back into the thing and i'm like okay this is killer yeah and so then i ended up getting like a kuohara and i would just like tear the bike apart and put it back together and and people that are into bmx were into like skateboarding too you know what i mean that was kind of when like sims pure juice just had come out and yeah. like you know skateboarding was getting like a little bit you could actually it was like sidewalk surfing yeah but bmx because there was not as much build up around here I, I grew up here in huntington and there was empty lots everywhere so it didn't take much to build your own little like yeah. track or jumps or course, yeah, you know and... like it, you know versus trying to find a place to like skate you know yeah, for like, sure you know you didn't have to travel far and that's like by us we had a um there was like a green belt under these power lines and it was right off like south and lakewood there was like a bob's big boy and you'd go down and and we dug out and we had all these berms and pump track and the yeah. whole deal was so much fun yeah there's a couple of good good jumps over at brethren and uh Gess, oh. gessler right are there. there now yeah that's cool the kids are like hitting some jumps over there that's like know. even when we were remodeling <laughs> we were doing the house and the back was just like dirt. And I built a track back there and a buddy of mine was working at GT bikes and he was, and I'm like, I gotta get a bike. Billy was like kind of getting into stuff, yeah. you know? So we go to Sheep Hills and I'm just like, oh yeah. And he's heard about all my stories of variety. He's like, come on dad, let's go hit it, you know? I go down there and proceed to break two ribs. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like first time out there, dude. I'm just like trying to do a little tabletop over the jump and I'm like, Watch this, completely son. Completely like, what, exactly. And there's all these little kids and they're looking at me like, whoa, that guy just got broke off. I'm like, great. All right, so go, so back, go Sorry, back to yeah. Lakewood. You, you, um, you're you're yeah. in the BMX. Your neighbor was a radical throwback 70s. Yeah. Long-haired, probably 18-year-old, 19-year-old dude. Yep. Did you ever go surfing with that guy? I never did. Never did? I never did. He was... Too much old. He was way older than me. And yeah, I ended up going to this guy, Paul. Uh -huh. I was like, my mom, so all growing up, she would drop me off at uh, Mayfair Park. They had a pool there and I would get swimming lessons since I was a little kid. And she would take me to Norwalk. There was another pool there that we used to go. And so I was into like jumping off the high dives and doing all that. And I loved the water. And so all the lifeguards there, they all surfed. Wow. And which was interesting you know what i mean it's the one guy had a vw bug and everything and they're they're all really cool and i was there all day every day in the summertime because they would send me there and you know i get lessons and everything and i ride my bike back to the house and um and i can't remember i think we talked about it the other day there's a guy he's a fireman now and he lived right tommy right was his name tommy gosh i can't todd roberts friend right yes yeah I'm so bummed if he hears this and does. I feel terrible right now because he's such sure a good guy. Tom something because I thought about that and I'm like, God, I think it's Tom. He had a skate ramp in his backyard. There was another guy that had a had a ramp in his right across the street. So there was a lot of skateboarding going on there. Yeah. So we, we all skated and there was like multiple ramps. I had one and a bunch of people did. Yeah. But um, what board did you have? What skate? What Lester, Lester Kasoy was my Lester Kasoy. That's one. If I look Lester back, Lester Kasai, not Christian Kasoy. Kasoy, yeah, yeah. 
Kasai, 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 yeah. Kasai, Kasai, there you go, yeah. Get it right, bro. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? I know Master shit, Kasai. Bro. This guy over here. There you go. <laughs> the encyclopedia of That was like, but that was like my yeah. favorite board. I mean, I remember like, because... That was Sims? Gosh, man. Lester Kasai Sims? You know, I think so. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. actually. I'm trying to remember the actual graphic on it and everything. It was like green and white. Yeah, it was it? green. You're dating yourself. Sure don't green. think you're killing it over here, like calling it out. I don't care, dude. Yeah, you old fart. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I looked up to those guys. Uh, <laughs> dude, we would go, there's all these spots in Lakewood. We'd go to the post office and we would take like parking blocks and like line them up and we just be back there doing slappies and ho-hos yeah and, yeah you know what i mean just having a good Hand time plants yeah oh yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. street plants i guess street right plants, not yeah. a proper like hand plant yeah. on, on transition but yeah yeah whatever yeah so then so then uh was it the lifeguards that okay yeah yeah okay. so yeah so i'm there and i'm like and i get to where i'm you know i'm like man i want to work here one day so I kind of got to know everybody because I was hanging out there all the time. And when I was old enough, I that was like one of my, well, before that was a paper boy. Yeah, then we I, were. Then I had. Yeah, we were. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Paper boy. Dude, and then for sure. After being a paper boy, I, I had my own lawn mowing route. Wow. So I actually like, my dad would let me take the lawn mower and then I would like pull it behind my bike. And I had like, yeah. I think I had like five or six people in our neighborhood. And this one little old lady, she would give me a hundred dollar tip at Christmas every year. Which Dang. back then, a hundred bucks Bush. is like huge, so gnarly. That's and gnarly. I was all into like baseball cards, so I would take that and we'd go to the baseball card convention. That would happen like once a year up in LA. I'd get like cards yeah. up there, like was, yeah, pretty cool. Crazy, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's just like thinking back on all that stuff. Liquid. Yeah. <clears throat> and her house backed up to that green belt that I was telling you about. So she used to let me and all my friends go through her yard to get back there to make the track for the BMX course. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so she's like, oh, these are nice boys, you know what I mean? So yeah. we'd go back there and do all that. She loved it. She yeah. would watch us riding and... Keeping kids cool. out of trouble. She's like, yeah. dude, these kids aren't, you know... Like, exactly. Go go, go outside. You were outside. That, there was no electronics back then. No, you know? for you, sure. Yeah. For sure. As so, soon as the sun came out, you would be outside. Yeah. And you wouldn't come home until the street lights came on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No check, no parents check in. No. Nah. Just be like, we'll see you at dark. Yeah. So like I would we would go to the beach, our family would, you know what I mean? And we'd take down I had like a stinking what were those uh wetsuits with the little beaver tail? Beaver tail in it and everything. <laughs> I think we bought them from FedCal. I don't know if you remember FedCal and FedMart. Yeah. yeah, it was a Fed market. Fed Co. Fed yeah, Fed Co. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. Fed Co. They would send out the the, the books, the Christmas yeah. like shopping books. That... Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I remember my parents. They got me a wetsuit and they got me a, a boogie board. You know whatever. I don't even know if it was a boogie board. Whatever. It was something. Just I don't know. Su summer weekends. Like they yeah. just enjoyed the beach. And we and... would just go. Yeah. And and my dad. We had a boat. So all growing up, my dad had this little twenty foot cabin cruiser, and we'd go deep sea fishing. So. Nice. We'd go out of Long Beach, out of the marina, and like we'd go out to you know Catalina and go up to Palos Verdes and stuff. So I I love the beach. I yeah. just love going down to the ocean, you know. <clears throat> and um, so fast forward, I I ended up trying out and getting a job as a lifeguard. At what age? Fifteen. Six, I, right when I turned sixteen. Yeah. And that was good paying, right? Yeah, it was Compared great. To like yeah, working at a. I think starting off, I was making like two eighty five an hour. Yeah. Which was like pretty big. Really good. Yeah. So, isn't that insane? You hear that, kids? Isn't that insane, hear that, kids? Good? 
Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> two eighty-five at that age, and and back then it was like liquor stores you'd work yep. at, you know, burgers like flipping burgers oh, yeah. or working at the supermarket. But I mean, a lifeguard—that's yeah. a cool job. That was a cool job. Yeah, it was a really cool job. And so, the other lifeguards were into surfing, and so and they had like, <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> Commercial break. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty classic. Like we would we would get up. I would get up at like literally like four thirty in the morning, and we would go surf, and then drive back to start giving swimming lessons at nine o'clock. Wow! Because swimming lessons would start at nine. So Are you talking like get up at five, get in the oh yeah, at just six. crack it on right. And we would get down there. I mean, the sun's bare, not even coming up. It's dark. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's really when I got kind of sparked. And I've just always, you know, when I get into something, it's just Do you like, remember your first board? I don't. Wow. I don't even remember what it was. Um, no, it was, I don't even know. Probably just borrowed one from one of the lifeguards, you know what yeah. I mean? They probably had boards. I mean, yeah, you, you know, it's either you find one at a garage sale, yeah. you know, you, you borrow a hand-me-down that somebody dishes you or, or you you know, eventually get one at a shop, but you exactly. know, it's usually shop comes later. So you're, are you yeah. 16 years old then? 15, yeah. 16 yeah, years old? Yeah, 16. Okay. So then I saved up enough money to get a car. And since I had gotten into surfing and I was just, you know, and my, my next door neighbor, he had a V-dub back in the day and one of the other lifeguards had one. And my brother had a Carmen Ghia and I was like, <laughs> V-dubs are the coolest cars, Those right? Are I got girls' cars, the Carmen Ghias. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're cool, yeah. but they're... Yeah. Hot, hot chicks drove those. Yeah, right. Exactly. Then, yeah. Then it they evolved into the Jetta. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get the square back. That's what I had. I wanted to have. A Lar had a square back. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. So sick. A crappy one though. But I ended Not up. Not even. Dude, that thing was legit. <laughs> it was all primer. Dude, and... It had six sound system in there. Some speakers. It was great like... primer though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It never had a good paint job, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's pretty rare. What was your license plate? HB Surfing. <laughs> So, oh, you know what? My first car, the little old lady that lived across the street, her husband passed away, and the she... The one that tipped you a hundred bucks? Or no, else? no, no. This is, this is just our neighbor. Just literally straight across the street. She sold me his car, which was a 1967 Chevy Nova, wow. for 150 bucks. <laughs> what? thing was killer. I used to race everyone that would pull up next to me in that thing. $150? 150 150 bucks. Yep. No, no Is it joke. good condition? Wow. Like all original? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing condition. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah, how things work now. Oh, dude, I don't... <laughs> Billy gets so bummed on me. He's like, why don't you keep your, your cars back then? It's just like... So I had that car. Had so much fun in that thing. But then I was like... So much space. Oh, dude. And it's so... <laughs> so fast, Chevy too. Nova? Yeah. The, the, dude. the benches are like... It's, it's, yeah. It's a bedroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's, and it had the V8 in there too. Thing was so fast, man. I would like pull up with people, and just race people all the time. It was so much fun. <laughs> but then, like, so I had that, and then, but I was getting into surfing, and like, and so, I'm like, the so note. what was your first board? Like, one that you went, you know, when I bought, bought, like, actually. Come on, you gotta know har- that one. No, I think it was a Harbor surfboard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Thruster? I think it was a Harbor. Yeah, that yeah, was Thruster. Did you yeah. have air spray on it? No, it was clear. Clear? Yeah, it was just a clear, clear harbor. Channel then, bottom? <laughs> you know what? No, Back it then, wasn't. channel bottoms no, were No, they like, were the thing. They were the thing, yeah. They were the thing, for sure. 
No, I think, yeah, I had a, I had a Harbor and then that's where I met like Charlie Wickwire and, and, uh, you know, and Stamps had, you know, he, he was kind so, of helping. Yeah. Let's go back to where, where would you guys go with the lifeguards? What, what surf yeah. spots? They would, usually we'd go to Bolsa Chica or we'd go to the cliffs. They like going to the cliffs too. Okay. Um, but then I like, so I had that Nova and I sold it. And when I sold it, I bought, I got a VW bus. So I bought the bus for four. Which is the ultimate surfmobile. The ultimate yeah. surfmobile. <laughs> that was the coolest car to have in the high school. The coolest car, right? Yeah. So four hundred bucks. I bought this thing. It was insane. It was like blue and white. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred bucks, dude. How much did you sell your nineteen sixty seven? Your Nova. Yeah. I think I sold it for like a couple hundred bucks. So yeah. you made money. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Sold it for a couple hundred bucks and. Um, yeah, so I had this V-Dub, and the thing was just insane, dude. We would go, my friend, all my friends are just, now all of a sudden, we're just, we're looking like we're just these surf guys, right? Yeah. And did you have Aloha surf racks on it? I did. <laughs> yeah. Aloha. We Aloha. Sold a lot of those back yeah. in the day. The baby blue, like, Had to have those, right? And, exactly, yeah, exactly. Sick. I know my first leash was a pipeline leash. I do, I do <laughs> remember big that. big plastic ones? Oh, yeah. They were terrible. 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 But you Terrible. wanted Pipeline because that was the coolest brand. Exactly. But the, the freaking so plastic would hit your ankles all the time. Oh, yeah. it was gnarly. Damn. Yeah, they were heavy. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, for they sure. Suck. I get cuts. I remember getting cuts on my ankle. Like, you get wiped out pretty hard and it would bend and scrape, like, the outside. There was no no neoprene back in the day. Exactly. Like, yeah, wrap around. Protect, yeah. It was basically plastic. polyester or plastic. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, with the bus, I mean, I would... I used to go to the warm water jetties all the time. I mean, when, when there was swell, you know what I mean? Seal? Yeah, so much fun. I used to just love that. This wave was so much fun, you know? Yeah. There weren't as many people that were surfing there at that time. You could just get out there and sing Ray Beach. Sing Ray Beach. And then Northside was fun. And so, and so going back when you first started surfing, where you were doing Bolsa, you're doing the cliffs, Seal Beach. Did you, as an inlander, get heckled by locals you know what i knew i wasn't good so i was like and i was determined to get good because like yeah, you know course. i'd go out there and guys were just ripping and i you know i started watching all the videos and i'm you know i've got the subscriptions to the magazines and i'm putting pictures up in my room now and i'm like okay i want to i want to get good at yeah. this you know what i mean and i would come home i'd get on my skateboard and i pretty much would just surf on my skateboard and yeah. i lived on hater and this thing called Hater Alley. And I remember the uh, Bones Brigade came there one time. We used to, it was our little local spot. And there was like a little bank to wall. And um, and actually like... Gotta find the wave. Oh yeah. Concrete wave, man. And I would just hit that thing every single day. And that really helped translate to my surfing. Like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah. And so I was just like, I would go before work, after work. We would go surf at night in the lights at the pier. Huntington, like all the time. Like I surfed there like three nights a week yeah i was just the frother especially like, if you're working and you don't have and, and then you're like well the pier's packed during the day but there's nobody out there might be a couple guys there's always a couple guys yeah out, like, yeah back in the day yeah At night yeah, yeah all the time yeah. i don't see anybody now but yeah maybe. so to to answer your point though yeah for sure like i tried to go i remember the first time i went by the pier and it was just like no nah, this ain't happening yeah dude's ripping it's even, super intimidating you, know, you mentioned wickwire and um those guys were dicks back then, you know? I mean, those guys were not cool to 
people. No. Foreigners? Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, Charlie and freaking who was the worst? Brad Nadell was pretty bad, too. Yeah. Like, they would just, you know, with their little, you know, voices, get the bag, you know. Right. Get out of here, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. And now we, we're friends with them, but back right. then, bro, they were, they were little assholes. Oh, yeah. No, they were gnarly, for <laughs> but sure. But what about getting, you know, like... You know, I would go to places where there weren't, but, where but, there wasn't anyone. You know, you're... Yeah, you know, prior to 16, you're hitching rides with the older lifeguard dudes. They're, you're you're kind of at their, like, you know, when, wherever they're going is where you're going, you know. But once you get your own car where you're like, I'm going to Malibu. You know, you see all these oh, spots in the movies. Like, like, you start going to, for sure. like, Malibu or Oh, we went to Newport, Mexico. Like, yeah. I, I took the bus down to Mexico. We would surf down there. K38. We'd go down to Salspuedos. Yeah. Like, just... Like the freedom, oh, yeah. you know, like getting Out your license car. and getting that license, yeah. especially, you know, just to get from A to B and work and school, whatever is one thing. But to be able to like as a surfer and be able to like, holy crap, now I can go up and down the coast right. and surf all these waves. I just stared at. Yeah. I yeah. just stared at magazines or videos. I remember my first, when I started thinking, okay, I'm getting decent now. I can get up. I'm going down the line. I'm doing some turns. I'm like feeling good. I got my first custom board was from Charlie. And I remember it was a yellow Chaz. No way. Yeah. And I remember the first With his day, label? Yep. And I remember that was the first, like, no, I'm sorry. This was like, was it Harborland, right? It was a heart. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. See, yeah. shit, that's right. Because, yeah, that, I'm, man, I'm like all over the place here. But, like, I remember taking that board and getting my first, like, little, what felt like a real barrel at the cliffs and it was probably just some little head dip for like a hot second. I probably wasn't even in the barrel. This guy for race sure. the barrel, get pitted. Right? <laughs> Show's not about me. Yeah. So so like I, I still I can vividly still remember that yeah. that wave on that board. Yeah. Um but yeah so I just kept like I would go to places where there wasn't anyone and I'm just yeah. like kind of like just like training, training, just trying to like yeah. get better, get better until I could like actually like then I started kind of creeping in on the north side, you know what I mean? And I was like, kind of would work my way in a little bit and started like, I was able to like kind of hold my hold my own a little bit. You know, I could catch, I knew if you caught a wave and you didn't do good on your first wave, you're not catching another wave, period. Yeah. North side like, is probably one of the hardest places to surf. Yeah, and I think it was what Downey was out there and the guys like that, like mean. They were mean back in the mean day. Chris Hawk. Even, even as a little kid, who was like part of the part of the crew family for sure yeah they wouldn't give me shit <laughs> yeah. they tell me to fucking beat it and get it on the inside like they would go 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 on the reforms with the like, no, I, I had that there was no encouraging like hey come out let's push yeah. you into a set it was like beat get it, off bro. the shoulder and get in the in shore break like get out of my way yeah. like well it was like i went down there and you know i ex- i experienced some of that and and i would go the reason why i, I surfed there a bunch i would get there so early yeah I'd literally be the first guy in the water. And eventually, like, a bunch of people would be out there and it would get crowded. And then I just kind of worked my way down to the apartments. You know who, what I mean? Who was, who was, do you remember names like in the lineup that you said, you know, down. Pat? Yeah. Pat. Yeah. Pat was like, he was just a, a regulator out yeah. there, man. Mike, I mean, Pat, he, Mike Downey. Mike was, you know, Mike was another the one. The that yep. just was catching Flapped everything. his board yeah, all the time. Now, now I remember yeah. that. He would do these bunny hops and yeah. bark. Scare and, everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that. Westbrook this, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know? And then I, I... And then... So a good friend of mine, he got a place on 11th Street 
And so I started surfing with him, Will McCallion, and then uh, Will. and then Nick and Jason Carpenter. I don't know if you knew those Nick guys. Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah. And Judah Mailer. Judah. Oh, yeah. So I started surfing with those guys. So that yeah. became kind of my crew. my crew. So we would yeah. surf like 9th Street and 11th Street. And Parmenter would be out there, you know, Bam occasionally, Bam Bam. And yeah, so that was like our spot. And so we just would surf there all the time. And yeah, that, that was kind of where I was really like cutting my teeth. And at that time... I met uh, I met Paul Burke. Oh wow! And yeah, and and he was like my kind of like my first sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. So, so was he uh, an inland guy too, or was he Surfside? Because I know that like yeah, he's that... Long Beach. Oh, is he Long Beach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he had a little shaping bay. Um, his shaping bay was like right off of. Um, gosh, what street did he live off of? Palos Verdes, I think. Yeah, so so I started. I mean, I was just so like I said, I was such a frother. I started yeah. really late. Um, I mean, my ambitions originally were to be a pro baseball player. That's what I thought I would do. And um, but then, like man, when I found surfing, it just kind of just it it just kind of consumed everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it consumed you. It really did. Yeah. Not just it really that, did. You know, going to that feeling. It's not just you know riding the wave. It's you know, we always say, you know, it's a sport, it's a lifestyle, it's a culture because you, you get consumed in everything about it. Yeah. Like you love the beach, you love the water, you love like, you know, yeah. and surfing is just, I mean, it's the ultimate bonus of all of the things you already like. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So Paul Burke. Definitely yeah, so, so Paul was kind of like a, like my first sponsor and then he opened up, he had a shop in Sunset Beach. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you want to, um, there was another guy working there and he's like, you want to come, you know, work some hours for me? And I'm like, yeah, for sure, man. I'd so be hyped. So backtrack. Did you ever go, did you ever go to Gold Coast? You remember that yeah, shop? Chris DeGrazio. Chris DeGrazio. Absolutely. Yeah. Now he had one off of. His was off of, uh, was it Carson? Oh man. He had two of them, right? He was on Studebaker and. Carson? Carson, I think. And then there's one. There's another inland. Was it JJ? Well, it was uh, that, it um, was uh, Joe that Joe from, uh, from Identity. Identity. Yeah. He had one in Buena Park. And then there's another really one that was on. God, I can't remember now. But I bought a board from there with a a Burke with a Maui and Sons logo on it. Okay. And I thought I was the shiznit because oh, yeah. I had a Maui and Sons logo on my board. So yeah. awesome. <laughs> what, what, so what, like shop, you know, talking about like, I mean, we always embrace like the shops sure, that, yeah. you know, the, the experience of, you know, seeing all the cool equipment, the cool boards, oh, watch the movies, like the sticker cabinet, like, you know, where was your like hangout? And, and the guys in the shop are just like so sparked. And back then, if you worked in a shop, you did it. You're, yeah. You're, you did it. Yeah, you're cool. The dudes in the shop, you're way cool. You're way well, cool. And the guys yeah. in the shop were all, sh you know, they shredded. They were yeah. like, they were actually into it. They were surfers. They were skateboarders. Yeah. They were snowboarders. That's all doing a job. But they were they jerks did though, it. too. And they were jerks, a lot of them. But there was some, you oh, know what I mean? They, oh, oh, you mean kid torture and tormenting and and just all grom, y'all grom, grom abuse? abuse? Yeah. yeah, it was bad. So, so Paul Burke told you he's going to open up a shop. Yeah, so he, he had opened Beach. up the shop in Sunset Beach, and yeah, just... Um, Were you like 17, or...? No, I was a little older, I think, at this time. I had been surfing for a bit, um, and a friend of mine... Were you out of high school then? Do you remember Eric Olson? It sounds familiar. I think he does construction now. He like builds like strip malls and stuff. He's mm -hmm. done really, really well, but um, awesome guy. And he was working... 
he was working there and yeah we ended up working together i don't even remember exactly it was probably right when i was like a freshman in college yeah probably yeah right right about okay. that time because i think i was like giving private swimming lessons on the side because it was like this lady that she had this house with a, with a pool and she had a babysitting service so she had like 20 kids and, and you dude, would, oh, I, I gave them all lessons dude it was amazing so I'm like, yeah, it was 25 bucks a kid for an hour, and I do five kids. Wow. So I would literally work like not even four hours a week, and I was making more than most of my friends. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Already hustling at an early age. Yeah. That was a great well, job. No wonder he's so rich. But finding a, <laughs> finding a niche, you know, that, that niche. Like, yeah. niche. Yeah. So no niche. So right. not, not rich, niche. Yeah. Found a niche. niche. I found a niche. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. So the surf shop was at H2O then? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't H2O. It was the Burke Surf Shop. Okay. This was before Vite bought it. Um, yeah, so I was I was working there. I didn't what, have, did, what did he have? Like boards? Yeah, it was suits. mostly hard goods and wetsuits. Yeah. Um, he didn't really have much apparel. It was it was mostly a hard goods, like just a surf shop. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. And then he it was all just his boards. So and This was in Sunset? Yeah. Or is it in... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sunset. What, where, where at... I'm trying to remember where he was off of. Um, there used to be a gas station right there, and that well, actually, I think there's a gas station there again now. 11th Street, I think he's by 11th Street. Okay, across the street from Starbucks. You know where the uh, the wine the winery spot yeah. is now, and across there's the gas station. Yeah, yeah. he was in the the white two story building right behind that. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So I would like. So I was there, and I was such a frother, and Paul's like a really anal guy. Um, super rad, but he was very like, and he worked, um, that wasn't his full time. He did the shaping, he had a shop, but he also worked for, I think, Costco or some. So he was supplementing, you know. Exactly. This is the dream. For sure. But it's not paying not the paying lifestyle. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. The lifestyle I want. And so I can remember a couple times, like, the surf would be really, really good. So I would just put a sign up on the door and, like, oh, yeah, go back in an gone. hour. Yeah. Gone for lunch. Paul shows up. <laughs> He's waiting for me when I come back. Dude, he was so pissed. Like, I thought he was going to fire me right there on the spot, but he had mercy on me. He got, he got me that time one time, and another time he comes walking in, and I'm sitting on one of the beach chairs in, in the in the shot, and the shot is tiny, and I'm watching surf videos, like, beyond blazing boards or something like that, right? I'm in there just So, getting... dude, the sticker counter needs to, like, the... Yeah. the uh... Oh, no, he walks over to a windowsill. And wipes his finger along it and looks at me with his finger. And there's all this dust on his finger. Because he's paying you good money, like, you know. Oh, and he's just like, yeah. are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> he just lit me hey, up. You're lucky I'm good not life stealing it. You know, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But he's anal. Gnarly, right? So he was great. a great shaper. He was a great shaper. Yeah. Great shaper. His boards were so good, Couple. Man. A couple guys, yeah. definitely, you know. He was a great, great yeah. shaper, really good. I think he might have shaped a few boards for Marty Thomas, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, huh. I don't remember. But I'm I, trying to think of what pro that I remember riding his board, but yeah, he's he, definitely. I've seen him in the mags. Yeah, and know? and working at that shop was really, really fun, man. It was it was so cool because I ended up meeting the whole surf Surfside community, right? And, um, and that's your first job outside of being a, a lifeguard. Yeah. 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 Um, I had just odd jobs, like weird things. I, you know, I, this guy, he would hire me to, you know, chip all the paint off of like windowsills and, 
pay me pretty good. It was hard, hard labor, you know. I'd go yeah. and do all the prep work and, and all the take them and do all yeah. that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I did that for a while. Um, I had another one. This guy would knock down like chimneys, and then I would knock all the uh, plaster off the bricks, and I would get. Well, this is when I was sell quite a bit younger. No, he would pay me twenty five cents per dozen that I would do, and uh, and I'd have to put them in a box and everything. So that was another crazy job. Yeah. But refurbishing um, and bricks was it, it still is like yeah real yeah oh yeah still <laughs> yeah yeah so doing that stuff but so working at at the brick shop was so awesome just met this awesome community of people down there yeah. you know and I was there like all the time and if I wasn't working there all the kids were like hey we'll put your name in the you know in the colony right so guys like Christian Haney and um, Terry and Craig and Jody and yeah. and uh, just it was he awesome. Became a right? local. Yeah, right. And like, I remember Hendo. He was like uh, the biggest winner. Like we used to call him. I mean, he used to come in and eat a ton of candy and stuff too. Like, <laughs> so funny, dude. Hendo's awesome. For pro life, Hendo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, all those kids, man, they were just so awesome. And it was just, like, just it was really cool. So that became my spot. Yeah. I surfed the hall every single day, just religiously. Like, I would. I mean, like I said, I was just a frother. I kind of still am. Yeah. But it was just like up early, go there, surf before, surf in the middle of the day. Surf, I mean, three three sessions a day, whatever, you know what I mean? It was just like get as much as you could get. So how long were you at Burke for? You know what? I don't even remember duration-wise. It was maybe a couple years. Um, it was while I was in college. And you were going to Long Beach? Long Beach State. Yeah. Yeah. What well, were you majoring in? What was your... Well, my dad was an engineer, so I'm like, well, I'll go for engineering, not knowing that why the heck would I sign up for engineering? Yeah. So I go to one engineering Were you good class. At math? No. No. Because I was just like... thinking, well, my dad's an engineer, so I'm gonna go. I guess that's what I'll do, All right? Yeah. So go there. I go to my first class, my first engineer. I'm just like, did I'm, you get I'm, good grades? Like going through? I'm, I was a decent student. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like a A student, but I was like B plus. Yeah. You know, A minus. And so, anyways, I go in there and like. uh I look around the class and I'm like, I don't see anyone in here that I probably have anything in common with at all. Yeah, right. Like none, right? Little did I know, Robert Schweinecke is like, you know, in math class, yeah. he's just crushing like the dude's a stinking rocket scientist. Yeah, he's but, like a rain man though. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's people like that, right? So anyways, I was just like, I can't do this. And I'm like, well, what do I like? Well, I love the outdoors. I love sports. I love just being around people. I'm going to be a PE teacher. Nice. So back then, I could see that, that 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 would have been an ultimate job. So yeah. back then, being a PE teacher was a thing, right? Yeah. Then by the time it took me so long in college because I was trying to surf so much that I would build my schedule around surfing, surfing, right? Yeah, you weren't taking the full credits per no. you know semester. You're like you're milking yeah. it, dude. Milking. I was milking it so hard, yeah. right? So um, keeping the parents happy, stringing them along, living the dream, surfing a lot, exactly. Happy, exactly. So doing that. <laughs> Uh, working for Paul, and then uh, I met Dave Lester. He was the rep for Rip yes. Curl. Dave Lester. And so Dave hooked me up with suits. And so that was my... so Yeah, so what reps, sorry to interrupt, but what reps were coming through? Because you were just doing hard goods and... Dave Lester... and maybe a couple of accessories, like... Dave, and then... Um, oh, gosh. What's that Don mean, Don dude? Craig. Don Craig. Don Craig. Love that guy. He is such an amazing... Paul Evans. Paul Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Paul. <laughs> Dude, that guy tortured me like no other. <laughs> that mean guy. Yeah, he was so mean. He he was 
the Chuck Dent regulator. Like, oh, yeah. that's where he hung out and he just abused us. He's all. like a thick, big Dan Horgan. Dude, he was. Right? Paul was cool. Yes. I like Paul. He, he, <laughs> he was awesome. He was, he a, was gnarly. He, he was, was the gnarly. first guy. Like, we, you know, we hung out a bunch of shops Carl Hayward and Ballister yeah. and Robert August, of course, and like, you know, Chuck Dent. And all, when it, you know, we were just rats on Main Street. And that guy was like the biggest intimidating dick. Remember? Ever. Oh, yeah. And he was killing it as a rep yeah. doing Larry Block or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. he did track talk. Yeah, he, he did, did a like, bunch of stuff. And, yeah. And he was coming in with boatloads of bills. So you oh, talk yeah. about track talk. <laughs> Gary Ward was the other person that would come in. Yeah. Nice. So so Gary hooked Can me I, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, go One ahead. last thing about Paul Evans. <laughs> he was so kind of like such a bully and like mean dude i think when he got fired or got let go from those companies he started his own brands remember what they were called i don't leashes were bullies and then <laughs> and then the others the traction and other like whatever it was called revenge remember that yes yeah I, I, I do remember I that do. i remember he that. started revenge wow, and bullies this guy in his encyclopedia of like, memory over here. Yeah, right? I was like, wow. I do. <laughs> you steel, know, like, steel trap up yeah. there. I need that. Wow. I can't even remember my own life. My board, stinking my skateboard, whatever. I'm just like, I... Bully. So you got, I got too much you of got the hard free drive. wetsuits from... Yeah, so I was getting... Uh, get, yeah, and so I remember Dave um, invited me to come down to their, um, their warehouse in Oceanside. Oh yeah, and, Ripco was down there. Yeah, and I remember going in there, and I remember you know you you took the was it the seventy eight, you go up and it's like kind of by Vista, it was like Vista yeah. Oceanside whatever, and I remember going in there the first time, and I just felt like I was I thought I was so cool, you know, I'm just like, <laughs> dude, I'm like, no, it was like I, because you know this is a kid growing up in Long Beach Lake, yeah, yeah. right, looking at this stuff, thinking maybe one day I'll, I'll be good enough to maybe do a turn, yeah. you know what I mean, and then. Well, I'm getting to walk into the rib curl factory. This is. Hey, this I know is exactly it. what you're talking about because yeah. I live that same. Yeah. You know that same life of like coming from the inland, being yeah. a skate rat, and loving surfing, and then finally getting good enough to where somebody says, "Hey, here's a t-shirt. Here's a sticker. Here's here's right. You know, you're like, whoa. And Tommy Curran happened to be shut there. the front door. Yeah, and I I like lost it, dude. <laughs> I didn't say I was like so intimidated. I was just like. Kind of just like just watching him. I'm just like, and, the, what, and, and what, Tom Kern's like, and what year? Like, give me a break. I mean, what wetsuit like, was it that you grabbed? I, remember just, the wetsuits back then? I don't remember the names of them. See, that's how bad. But I just remember it had like yellow and red and black. It was like yellow down here. Remember yellow here. Remember they had red Dawn here Patrol, and the black. Agrolite. They had a bunch of different. I you think know. it was Dawn Patrol is what I got. Yeah, yeah. But I just I just remember that whole. It's just surreal in my head. No, it's just <laughs> no. I was just like in Stay awe. Stay out of his way. You don't say I mean? hi. It's like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind just of in awe. Like this dude's a stinking rock star. You're, you're getting your one suit at a deal, and he's grabbing a shopping cart. And exactly. Bag. That's exactly what's going on for sure, for sure. So yeah, so went down there. That was amazing. And then um, yeah, it was just like you know, I, I was like. Feeling that at that point it was just like, man, I I want to be able to do this the rest of my life. You so know that I mean? day, like you, that day, Dave Dave was like, like I it was wanna, a big deal. I want to kind of do what he does or something. Yeah, going down similar. and seeing that and just yeah. seeing the factory and just kind of being there and like 
talk, you know, having Dave and, and, you know, and Gary Ward was such a rad dude. He would come into the shop and Gary's just such a personable guy and yeah. he's so nice and like, and he was a frother, man. Like, yeah. and he would just, he would get me so excited just about the, just the whole, the whole package, right? Yeah. Not just surfing, but the industry and the product and, and I was, and, pro, I was into the product because of Paul, Paul being a shaper he used to let me go to a shaping band. I'd watch him shape. And like, and at one point I was like, I kind of maybe want to be a shaper, you know? Mm. And so I'm like, Hey, will you teach me how to shape? And he's like, for sure. Like you want to come down and like, so he showed me how to shape and then he gave me a couple of his, uh, you know, templates, templates that he had. And like, I remember, you know, shaping a couple boards with my dad in my garage and, and I, and I was like super into it. But then he was like, Hey, you need to sign a contract with me. That basically says you will never shape your own boards. You can only shape for me if you're gonna shape. Wow. For him to really like teach me everything. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not I don't I don't know that I yeah, really I... wanna be a full time you know, at yeah. that and so I was like, Yeah, I'm good. So I just never did it again after that. Because I didn't yeah. want to bum him out. Yeah. Cause he you know what I mean, I really looked up to him and I didn't want him to think I was trying to be his competition. Yeah. And and, and that's smart of him as a as, For sure. You know. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you're Giving the I tricks of the trade and That's stuff. That's kind of a dick move to me. Yeah. It is and, and it he, isn't. I sign mean, a contract? Yeah, but... I mean, come on. He's an adult. Yeah. And you're 17, 8 years old, right? 18 years old. I was probably 20 at this time. Okay, 20, you're still 20, a kid. 20, 21, yeah. But for him to go, hey, I want you to sign a contract to just shape for me forever. You're supposed to make a decision like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I would... I mean, I would be a dick and go, hey, man, if I'm going to teach you this stuff, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that, you're not going to do that. Right? Like, right. You throw that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there's going to be a problem. Yeah. But to say, here's a contract, you know, like, which I don't not see him doing. Right. I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... That's kind of a... Come it, on. It is. I mean, but then it isn't. Hey, the in, retro, in like, retrospect, <laughs> I'm super glad... <laughs> that I that I didn't sign and I didn't start yeah, shaping. Be, yeah, sniffing foam dust right that, now. That, all, everything might have been different. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So at that point, it was just like it happened for a reason. For, yeah. You know, but, and and you guys know me, and you know what I mean with my, you know, just being a a believer and everything. And I believe the Lord just like opened so many doors for me. I mean, from like I said, from coming from Lakewood and where I was to like uh-huh. to where I am today, I see His hand in my life from meeting my next door neighbor. Yeah. Why is that dude li- living next to me? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To being and hey, a lifeguard. And hey, you never even surf with them. You just like the way the wax, the water wa- beat it off Straight the Straight up. I, I yeah. literally, okay, my memory's like, I feel like I, I can't think of things. But that one moment, yeah. I, I can see the grass. Yeah. I can see the water dripping off of it. I can see it too. You know what? Dude, <laughs> you're describing Even like... today, when I, when I hose off my boards in front of my of house on the grass... It, it, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps. Like it's, I, I'm it's, visualizing. Dude, like, look at me, dude. I'm getting, it's like fast times at Richmond High, like movie, like yes. slow mo, yes. just like the water. Just come on, dream, <laughs> we <up. laughs> Exactly. Uh, oh my god. It was a piece, was a piece of art. Like the surfboard you is, you know, like, and it was this just beautiful, like gloss finish deep red like pintail and i'm not talking pin it was like a ymea gun single fin with like the 
killer like colors in the fin. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Board I didn't mean. even work though. <laughs> it went straight. Yeah, it did for so, sure. So, okay, so yeah, get us back Paul on track here. I like just like, Paul poo pooed the the shaping thing. Yes. Okay. So but that, that day was a blessing. Curl, in, and because in of Gary Ward, you were like, I don't want to be um, an engineer. I think the surf industry. Is I knew at that, that point that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I just knew it. And and so and, and, and like at that point in time, you working at. Paul Burke shop and seeing what's there, right? Yeah. Like you, you go in that store and you're like, you know, you got this, this, and this. It's your your selection and your uh, variety of product. It's pretty limited, yeah. right? Yeah. And because this is, I'm I'm the same kind of guy from to the same beginnings, right? And my thing at Bullet, right? Yeah, yeah. We at Seiko, right, had boards. He had body glove. Mm-hmm. He pretty much gray marketed anything he had in his store from either ET or from um, Rockies, right? Rocky yep. Sabo in, in Saint Clemente, right? So whoever he glass boards for, he would grab shit from them or buy yep. stuff, yeah, from yeah, them and put in a store. So your store, right? It's you think okay, this is the surf industry, yeah, but. It was still in, in its infancy, infancy, For but sure. but there's other stuff that you haven't even seen. No, right? yeah, yeah. Like you see wetsuits and stuff. Yeah. Like, did yeah. you ever go to HSS on Seventeenth? I did. Right? I did. Yeah. And then yeah. you walk in there, you're like, whoa, this is the real thing. No, that was like, I mean, you know, Main Street, Huntington Beach, Carl Hayward. I would, you know, I used to run up and down Main Street in just a Robert August store, and I remember that they're. If I remember right, the cash register was like up higher. It yeah. almost felt like this altar or something. Like you yeah. walk in and you're like, ah. you know what I mean? It was like, well, you know, it's I'm funny. in the Robert. I, I kind of remember it that. It used now. to always have a little, a little, little step, step up. up. Yeah. Yeah, it was up higher. Kind of like Hot Skates was back in the day when Rudy's yeah. dad ran it for, with him for skateboarding. But like, yeah, I, I just, I can remember going down Main Street and it was just like, okay, this is like, this is the big leagues. Yeah, the big leagues. Sunset Beach is like, this is like D-League, right? Yeah. And it's like, this is like, you know. It's like Main cl- Street and Fifth Street. No one yeah. goes to Fifth Street. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, right. But and the, that's why I surf there now. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the reason all this, those shops, and there were many, I mean, there was up to probably 20 shops on Main Street yeah. that were surfing. There were a it ton. Was, it was shaper-driven stores. Yep. You know, so you were going to specific stores for a specific 100%. product. On the surf shaper side, you know, like they yeah. all had their own, but but then it trickled down to even like, well, Victory was going to be yeah, at Robert say, August, Alita, and maybe Alita one other Alita had here, yeah. had, you know, they all, hey, we got to diversify and pick, yeah. you know, everything was territorial, very, very much more, so. more exclusive yeah. back then. But going back to the story of like Main Street and seeing how much more product and variety of, of product. Well, and I kind of knew, right? Because, like, um, you know, with my friend living on 11th Street and surfing there all the time and, and hanging out with Nick and Jason, um, Nick was like a, he was just like a Channel Islands freak, right? Oh, and they would, yeah, like, I'm talking time. freak. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, those boards are, and I was a Tommy, I mean, Tom Curran was like, forget about it, right? Yeah. Just the best. I mean, just the best. Yeah, that guy rode the curly haired dude. Yeah. Tall, skinny, Tall, yeah, 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 yeah. He rode Merrick's before anybody did. Yeah. Oh, dude, he was 
fanatical. And he tried to mimic fanatical. his current, and he had a great style, and he tried, he did. Yeah. He tried to mimic current to the T, which wore we girl wetsuits. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it. So you know, I would hang out with those guys all the time, um, and surf with them all the time, and and you know, so I was down yeah. by Main Street, but I worked down in Sunset, and then I you know was surfing down at Surfside, and uh, yeah, so it's just I had like this 11th Street and Surfside were like my two kind of jump off points, you know. But you, yeah, Huntington's like the big leagues, right? That's like that's where it all kind of went down. And uh, being down at Sunset Beach, it was just like, I feel like if you're down there, you're just you're such a froth. You're just you didn't care. I would yeah. go out back, and I would consider every day a good day. No one would listen to me. I, they're like, "How's the surf?" And I'm like, "So fun, dude." <laughs> and I'm like, "Sounds like me." They're like, "Don't even listen to BK. It sucks, man." Like, I didn't even care if there's yeah. any sort of a corner. If I get like that's what one turn people- off. Dude, that's the hey, way if we you're look driving at life. all the way down in a VW bus that has duct tape. Don't on validate the, your <laughs> that has duct tape on the floor, and when it's raining, rain's flying up into the car, and I don't even have windshield wipers in it. Yeah, no, you're surfing, man. You yeah. get down there. I don't care what it looks like. I'm yeah. surfing. So, were you starting the surf contest like WSA? Yeah. So, so CCS. So I had I had yeah WSA and yeah I did those. I yeah I don't know if I did. The CCSAs, that was like with, uh, who were the brothers? The uh, Tice brothers. Oh, yeah. The WSA. Okay, yeah. yeah. Liz, Liz Tice. Yeah, their mom. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. And then there was another lady, Mary. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing those, and I was feeling like, okay, man, I'm, I'm making it to the finals. I think I'm, dude, I want to do a pro contest, right? I'm thinking I'm pretty good. And at that time, I'm thinking, I can like get... I'm not even knowing like about the NSSA at this time and all that. Like, hey, there's like levels to the amateurs, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just a kook, man. Like straight up, you know. At the end of the day, but I'm just like so into it, and I'm thinking, man, I want to. I, I think I could do pretty good, you know. I'm out there, and at that time, it's like I'm not. You're not filming yourself all the time, right? Yeah. So you know, when you don't see yourself, well, you're sure, getting you're, results. So you're it's, thinking you're validating you, yourself, right? Yeah, and doing all right. And so and so I remember. Did you ever get a clothing sponsor? Um, I had Sundeck actually hook me up for, for, for a hot second. I don't even remember who the rep was, but he hooked me up, and I got that's how I got to surf in the um, Caton Team Challenge. Okay, with the Sundeck team, and that's where I like set the record for the most interferences in a heat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like such that's a, a that's a late night move. Whoa, uh, <laughs> dude! Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyways, long story short, before anything ever got started for my competitive career. I knew that wasn't for me. Yeah. I wasn't good but enough. But everybody's doing it, and, you know, it's, you, you figured, you know, got to Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I was on the uh, the surf, in the surf club and all that, Long Beach State, doing those contests with, like, you know, all those guys, and they're, they're the guys that really motivated me to want to get better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's what, you know, Charlie and Tim and Mike Morgan was kind of like, he, he was like the captain. He was for like, sure. you know, he took, a, I, I went on my first trip up to Big Sur with him, and surf willow creek and sand dollars and all those spots oh, and you know with with morgan and he was just such a beautiful human being on every level um and then like yeah and then like what was it uh dana burley and pat shanahan and like uh, yeah, it was just a such good a good group of guys yeah. man it was like they were just all just super into surfing you know and we would go on surf trips together it was just it was awesome yeah is city here so what what was the first uh surf trip outside of california 
Uh, Mexico. I mean, for sure. Yeah, it was Mexico. I mean, that was an extension of California. Yeah. It was so loose, and you, yeah, you all you need is. A, yeah, I didn't even think they checked IDs back then, unless you're no, driving. Was, no, it was you know? no. Like, we would, we would cruise. We just cruised right on through yeah. and like go down there. It was epic. The tacos were cheap. Food yeah. was cheap. We could pull right down on the sand, park your car in the sand, camp there. Yeah. It was insane, man. It was so much fun. What and about getting on a plane? Where Where'd you go? Getting on a plane, I really didn't. Um, Do much of that? No, I. We just didn't have much. My folks didn't have much. You know what I mean? So like. Even growing up, I never went skiing or anything. They couldn't afford, you know, lift tickets or any of that kind of stuff. And yeah. you know what I mean? So I never even really got into that stuff until when I got to college and I met all these other people that were doing these things. And then I went and, you know, I remember when I went, well, Nick Carpenter, actually it was Marco Henriksen is the guy that got me Marco. into snowboarding. And so, uh, because Marco got the Carpenters dialed in, right? He worked at InFlight. And so when I was at the Burke shop right down from InFlight, I got my snowboard stuff from yeah. InFlight. So I remember, you know, getting my like avalanche kick and, you know, all that stuff. And I just got, was I Winchell mean, working there. Winchell was working there. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Winchell was working there. And I just got so into snowboarding too. And Nick really got me into snowboarding those guys. Cause we started watching snowboard movies and, yeah. and Marco was like, I remember when first time I met Marco and he's like, bro, you surf? you need a snowboard yes you have to yeah and, and i remember you had sorrels and you're like duct taping your sorrels and it's like you know it was just a whole different game back then yeah. and um so i got i got into snowboarding through him and that whole crew there on on 11th street so cool. actually 9th street they're on 9th street and um yeah so that just opened my eyes to a whole nether like world you know what i mean and then i'd start going into infline like well this this shop's insane, man. Yeah, they yeah. had all the snow stuff, and they would do the big snow carnival. They had the big ramp in the back, and a lot of skateboarders uh, would show up. And... Yeah, I I grew up, and, I, and it's funny. I just went to Mammoth last month with my dad. He still has a season pass, and he's still frothing to go up to the mountains. So sick. And uh, he surfed, you know, didn't really skateboard, but he surfed and like snowboarding, you know, kind of like I grew up skiing, and then. I was like 12, 13, maybe 14 right. around that age when like snowboarding was like hitting the scene and you could actually do it at some mountains. Right. You know, and I'd be like, I'm snowboarding, you know, like I want to do that, you know, for sure. Skiing's cool. I mean, the mountains, I mean, whatever, but I want to do that. And it was freaking epic. Epic. It was like epic. epic. Yeah. No, we in flight back then was like one of the most legit, it, probably one of the most, the first to market snowboarding. 100%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. And it was big. It was that whole building yeah. and the second story. Them in and Emerald day. City. Yeah. The, the other one was Emerald City. Which was um, way down. Yeah. Milo and, yeah. and Larry. And 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 I and I remember when I, I was watching, was it like the Decline of Western Civilization video? I think it was. And it was with like and Steve Graham and, and uh, Damien Sanders and all those guys. Yeah. And, and I remember like just watching that and, and this was when I was like I'd, I'd started going quite a bit and I was like kind of getting into it you know and I'm just like well these dudes are amazing you know they're just like I looked up to them big time yeah they're pioneers of like pioneers, you know dude. a whole new sport you know and just killing it man I mean these guys were just charged and they were just wild and just like reckless like yeah, they're the, just, do, they're, they're the dog town of like snowboarding, snowboarding yes. you know like they that's were just that's a good just, analogy for yeah pretty good yeah yeah that's why you keep me around huh bro 
Every, every once in a while, he comes up with something good. You had Damien was in the hard boots, and then you had Steve Graham, who wasn't. And I was like, I always loved Grammy's style, and he could just throw the sickest methods. And I just loved how he just just tweak out his, you know, the you know grassers, right? If proper, because you know, I was got Grass Valley Crew and Chris Roach, and you know, when Cardiel came in, just but just, I, just the, the flair, the style, and everything, like because that's everything in almost any sport, you for know, sure. like. Oh. The fashion was pretty wacky. That was so. Well, the one the, pieces and stuff. Well, and the court gesture. Well, the court gesture oh, yeah. hats and stuff. Well, the other thing though was. We were talking to GT about that in his interview, and we're just like, dude, what were they thinking? Like, uh, well, they were in the Damian neon, the neon jumpsuit. I mean, jumpsuits. Oh, are yeah, dude. Sick. Well, look, had the yellow pants with the black knee pads, and I was just like, dude. That was like the jam. Yeah. You get the look pants. It's like, that was like a big deal. Okay, so let's go back. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> talking about tangents. you surfing. Um, yeah, so I surfing contests and stuff. So I and then... quickly realized that's that's not going to be a thing for me, right? And But I'm getting product, right? So I'm getting product. So I'm like stoked. This is awesome. I'm not having to spend a bunch of money. And, yeah. and, um, and so Gary Ward comes into the store one day and he's like, he's like, hey, um, I, I got the rights to, okay, wait, let's back up. So I was no longer working at Burke when I was kind of doing all this stuff because I'd been there for a couple years and he was getting out of having the shop. He was going to get rid of the store. And so when he was getting rid of the store, I was like, oh man, that sucks. You know, I was like super bummed. And then come to find out some guy's going to buy the store. And uh, I get this phone call. And this guy calls me, and, and it's Vibe, right? And so he's like, hey, you know, my name's Vibe. I just I just bought the shop from Paul Burke. And, wow. Did, and, did you entertain the idea of buying the shop, or did you? No, I didn't even have any money. There's yeah. That wouldn't have even been a consideration. But so it was Tom Kozad, who's, I think he shoots a photos. Photographer. Yeah, photographer. Yeah. But I think he does, I don't know what else he does for his, like, main living. But he was a partner with Vibe. On, oh, wow. on the shop when it first opened up, when he first Kidding. came in, okay. yeah. So, um, Vipe reached out to me, and he was like, hey, um, everyone around here is telling Never me. met him. No, never met him. Didn't even know who he was. Didn't know what he looked like. Nothing, right? Um, and uh, everyone, he's like, yeah, everyone around here is telling me I need to, like... Keep you on. I need to connect with you. We need to, like, get you, like, in the mix here, you know, whatever, and... And so he's like, I, let's, let's hang out. And so I don't even remember what our first, where our first meeting was or what, if it was at the shop, but we hung out and we fast became best friends, man. I mean, Vibe was just one of my closest friends and still to this day, I and mean, we don't have to hang out all the time. You know, when you have those people yeah. in your life where it's like, I could see him once every 10 years and, and Vipe still is, consider him, I got a nurse a little here. And it's and like, Vipe is a... He's fully into it. He's into surfing. He's into skateboarding. Fully into it, right? And, and he's got hair down to his butt yeah. at the time. Um, and so so I meet him, right? And he's he's this, like, just amazing human being. I mean, we just, like, totally hit it off. And he was super... Where's he from? Um, so he went to school down at Point Loma. Um, he grew up down he, there? But he grew up in the South Bay. Okay. Um, so his mom lived, I think she was in Hermosa. And yeah, and he was just, and when he was down at Point Loma, I want to say he might have been roommates with Todd Chesser there, and they were really good friends. Um, They were like really close. Um, And so that's, I think he really got immersed into the whole surf thing when he was going to school at Point Loma. 
right there, you know, because it's right on, you know, Sunset Cliffs. It's yeah. just the waves there are insane, super fun. Um, yeah, so we connected, and he's like, hey, man, you know, you can, like, help me, like, run, like, the team and the marketing stuff here. And it wasn't, like, a paid gig or anything like that. It was just like, hey, be a part of the shop. And, and I'm like, heck yeah, dude, I'm super down. So Was that his first, that, like, gig out of college? Like, how did he come up with, like, wanting to be a business or surf yeah, shop owner? He's such an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just, like... From the beginning, huh? Yeah, he just had... He always has... He's, <laughs> nice. He's just a forward thinker, you know what I mean? He's, like, always, yeah. like... He can see things way ahead. Like, he had an idea. He came to me not too long ago. Maybe it was probably, like, five or six years ago. And he's, like, dude, he's, like someone needs to start and this probably would still go nuts so if I, don't get mad at me if i'm giving away ideas right now but someone needs to start a thrift store in our world and turn that into something like around and have kids can come it's like a buffalo exchange but bring your gear in and then you can get like played this, again but for real sports and the right brands and you do it the right way right yeah. How sick would that be? It'd yeah. be insane. So anyway, that's vibe. I mean, he's just that guy. He's yeah. like always like think, he's thinking ahead. You know, that's what, I love it. So, so he we, he bought the store, so changed he, it to H two O, changed it to H two O, and he just started like you know he we would meet all the time together and we'd just like just brainstorm. Were you working I, the floor still? No, or? no, I wasn't working for him. I was just helping him with like ideas, like hey, let's do this with the shop. Let's do this. Let's mm. do this over here. Almost like I was like. An owner, but I wasn't an owner, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so at that time, I was super into the snowboard thing and the surf thing. So Gary Ward comes in, and Gary was hooking me up with Track Top at the time still. And Gary says, hey, I, I just got the distribution rights to Look Snowboards. Of course, one of my favorite companies. I'd had a Look Snowboard. I was like, Steve Graham's one of my favorite riders, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, I really don't, you know... Would you, time would you no. want to come in and help me? He didn't snowboard at all. He just... Not that I know of, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, heck yeah. yeah. I'm so down. And so I'm going to school. I'm, I'm still in school. I've been in school now for like seven years. Did you guys talk <laughs> top like salary compensation at all? Uh, no, I didn't even care. Yeah. I would have worked for free. Yeah, for, for product. For real. Yeah. I would have worked for free. That's how and, stupid we are. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so yeah. this is like your opportunity for your first this is, it, job. Yeah. And it wasn't even like, I didn't even know what exactly wait, wait. it was going to be. You didn't and, know if you're packing boxes. And yeah. Like, and so, so what he said, he's like, hey, what I'll have you do, because Tracktop had all their bags and their leashes made in Fountain Valley at the time. So back then, everything was made here in the States. So I would actually drive from San Clemente and I would go to... Um, to Fountain Valley, I'd pick up the bags and then I would bring them back to Track Top, drop them off and everything, and you know from the factory. And I met you know met all the people that the sellers and all that, and it was super cool, you know. So Gary kind of introduced me to that, and then I was kind of in charge of all the stuff for Look Snowboard. So I was the, I did everything. I packed packed orders. I ran the warehouse. Where, uh, where, were, where was Look Snowboards made? San Clemente. Um, well, no, they were made in um, in Europe. Okay. And he was just a distributor here. Got it. Okay. So this guy, um, Jacques Gris, um, he was the the guy from from Europe. He was like the main the main guy over there. So I you know met him and everything. Super yeah. awesome guy. And uh, so your first main job 
for action sports was with running was literally jumping into the deep end in snowboarding when I basically everything was leading up was surfing. Yeah. yeah. So it was really interesting. And snowboarding right? was still in infant, infancy. infant, infant yeah. stage. It was like, yeah, there was a small, tight crew of dudes, right? And so I literally got thrust right into that little, tiny, little crew as a rep, right? So I was the rep. I was also the sales manager. I was, I was the team manager, marketing guy. I, Doug Palladini was my ad sales guy at, at uh, Snowboarder Magazine. What a um, trip. And so like, yeah, it, it's like I met everybody through that. Yeah. You know, I went down John Foster. I would get photos from John to do ads. Like, and you know, John worked down at, uh, when they first started Trans World. So I remember when they first started Trans World and like, just the whole, it was just amazing. So the, the what, look office was the track top office? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I remember, Chemical I, think, Lane? I think Casey Curtis's dad owned that little zone. Casey um, Curtis's dad. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. I want to sort of, I want to say he had like a helicopter that he would like. He did. He, he, yeah. he, he lived at the top of, he lived next to um, Richard Nixon's house. Yes, at, at yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And talk about another court, just court awesome and, guy. I mean, yeah. Casey Curtis, just like salt of the earth. I mean, they're just, just great people. But so, yeah, working there was just such an amazing, I mean, I just, I. So what kind of account base? Like it's, the industry is small, but like. It's I mean, really small. Where so, were they? He sold the in-flight. In Emerald City, that's it. <laughs> so Emerald City, yeah. Uh, guys like Don at Green Sector, um, Val Surf, yeah. Um, and, and so I was. Look was kind of short lived. It, it, um, because it wasn't Gary's passion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was there, and actually at the time I was helping with a lot of track top stuff as well. But that's how he could justify paying me, and he and paying me was. Uh, man, I barely made any money at all, and yeah. I don't. This is a funny story. I just got to tell it, and Gary, he'll he'll laugh if he hears yeah. this. I remember on payday, so my wife and I we had this little condo in in Westminster at the time because I was trying to creep my way towards Huntington Beach. We originally lived in Belmont, but we we had moved to Westminster, and uh, I would get my check, and half the time my checks would bounce. Oh. And then I would end up bouncing my car payments. Everything. Domino. Effect. Everything. One one morning, I wake up and go out, and my car's gone. I'm oh like, no! Crap! Our car got stolen. We're calling, trying to figure out. Oh no! I got repoed. Cause it's oh like, my gosh. Because I my checks. You know what I mean. So, anyways, yeah. it's just a funny story. But the lady but that worked sure. there. Her, that is crazy. The lady yeah. that worked there. Her name was Bobby, and she she ran all the books and everything, right? And she was the sweetest lady. She was amazing. And so payday would come and Bobby would be like, Bill, here's your check. Run straight to the bank and cash it. Don't right even, now. Don't even go home. And so I would do that every time I got a check. It's just, it's just a funny story. I just think but it's that, funny. I mean, think about how many times that happens to everybody back in the day. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I could contest at Ruka the first few years. <laughs> no joke. It would be like, hey, here's your check. Don't cash it. Like, it was never regular and it was like just enough to like cover a car payment or some you know mortgage payment or whatever it's just like string along so while and, i while yeah. I, yeah so while i was working there like i was i was judging surf contest on weekends uh, with bobby lockhart that the, the, the sunset league 
the mornings or like NSSA with NSSA. uh yeah with Janice and Gaylene. Oh wow, nice. And so I did that. Um, I was working part time at a school. I was valet parking. And I you was hear do- this? You hear that, folks? I was doing like five different jobs yeah. because how many jobs to- you got? <laughs> to to compensate to be, for the dream job yes, of yes, selling a snowboard, yes, which yes. you make no money on. Yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> my engineer dad. Goes, my parents were so bummed on me. <laughs> so we had just had Billy. So like, if you'd ask my friends, they'd be like, "Yeah, BK is never gonna have. He's gonna be What's the last BK one." What's BK stand for? <laughs> Bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, he's never gonna have kids and a family and all that because I was just like wanting to surf and like yeah. skate and, and be the eternal grom. Be the eternal grom, right? Yeah. And so I'm the first one to get married and the first one to have kids out of all my friends. But so we had 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 Billy, my oldest son. He was one. He was. You know, my mom and dad were so bummed on me. They're like, "Do you think you're gonna surf the rest of your life? Like, <laughs> you need to finish your degree, dude. I have I have like 151 units." <laughs> And I still don't have a degree. Yeah. Like I did a year of student teaching. Yeah. Because it was just like, I was really, this is what I was focused on over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but hey man, my wife, luckily she had a good job and that was able to pay our bills. And then I, and she was a waitress as well at night besides her day job. And then I would just hustle a bunch. I was just hustling all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I I remember I had so many, I I had so many parking tickets. This was the one thing that I'm really sad about. I sold my VW bus. And bought a Ford Festiva. What? As my Festiva. first vehicle to be, because I had to drive so much. Yeah. Because I was going everywhere. I was delivering bags. I was doing this. I was doing that. And uh, I look back now. That, that was like my first like legit um, actual uh, ve- like yeah. new vehicle. Adult car. Right? Adult car. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ford. Look it up. They're just... They're bad. It's the smallest, tiniest, ugliest, <laughs> stupidest car of all time. Cheap, <laughs> functional, but yeah. Did you ugly. keep your Aloha racks, though? I did. <laughs> yeah, of course I... Are you kidding me? And switched so, them on to the Ford Festiva. Oh, my goodness. They all had their ring gutters that they yeah. clamped onto, so... You, oh, man, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, so that... Um, yeah, just, just hustling to try and, like you say, have this dream job, right? And it was just a matter of like, is, is it ever going to like kick in? Is yeah. it ever going to happen? Right. So, so I'm doing all this stuff with look and I become really good friends with Steve Graham. And he's a guy that I had totally just like as a snowboarder, like this guy, he's like the guy, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like, whoa, dude. And he's just the most, he was just awesome, man. He was just such a good, good dude, you know? And, um, I can't say enough good things about him. And so he really, like, we became friends, you know what I mean? And he lived downtown Huntington, and I'd go over to his house. We'd play ping pong a bunch. They had tables whoa, there. Whoa. And they would have, like, yeah, I already know. You'll you'll tear me up, dude. I've been playing forever. <laughs> but, but like, they would have, um, like, Andy Hetzel and all the guys, like, Dan Donnelly would, would come down from, like, who's up, who up, up north. All these dudes would converge on this yeah. the, his place, right? He was, like, the spot. I mean, I met Jamie. Well, Huntington had... I mean, it was the mecca for a lot of stuff, like for music, photo, for, for music. Mo- yeah, for that was so the other it was fun thing to come here. You know, they were all like, Huntington was a I fun place that. to come hang yeah. out. That was got- the other thing that drew me into a lot of stuff is the music, because I've always been really into music. Yeah, and I remember that first snowboard movie. They had Big Drill Car. Um, mm. well, not the first movie, but one of them they had Big Drill Car, and I think that was the decline of West Civilization. And like, uh, and Frank, because one of my friends, Johnny Masterpolo, I don't know if you guys know yeah. Johnny, so. He played in a bunch of punk rock bands, No For An Answer, and he, he was in all these, like, um, 
yeah, he all the backyard parties hilarious. Like, yeah, him and Joe Foster and you know that that whole crew. So I hung, we became friends when I first went to Long Beach State. He was in one of my first classes. I remember seeing him and he had like braids all yeah. coming out of his head. I'm like, well, this dude's. <laughs> he had a Minor Threat shirt on. I'm like, wait. I like Minor Threat. Who is yeah. this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. We, became, we fast Yeah, you wore your personality. It's really easy to quickly identify For people sure. you're going to resonate For with. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, Steve really introduced me to the whole... He he really, like... Just being with Steve, it's like... You're like... You got connected oh, to the You got connected, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so, Steve rode for... SMP, which hadn't really come out yet, but he always had these stickers on his board. What did that stand for? <laughs> a whole bunch of things. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of whole things. A whole bunch of things. We had a t-shirt that had like... All the sayings. Like a hundred different things. Yeah. But like, I mean, you know, Smoke More Pot was like really the one that everybody... Skate More Pool, Smoke More Pot. Yeah, yeah. Sex that, Money Power. Yeah. Like, it was, and that month, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was... That was that brand, time that brand was... That was a house brand from Emerald City. Yes. So Milo I, and Larry Krauss. Exactly. So I had met those guys through Steve, um, doing the look thing and everything. And then they were going to have Steve be the rep and the writer. And then Steve was like, dude, let's have, you know, it'll be me and BK. We can go out. And so Steve and I would go to shops. And we you, would, you would do the sales side. He would be the promotional. Like, yeah, exactly. Kind of like, he's the guy that's the like legitimizing yeah. everything, you know. And so... I remember we go into like Laguna Surf and Sport, and EJ's in there, and I think uh, Steris was one of the shop shop kids at the time, and like Tristan's there, and I, I can't remember Dagwood. I think maybe he was hanging around the store. Ugh, my memory's so bad, but anyways, like the, the whole crew of guys. Oh, Mike uh, Carter yeah. was was in the store working. The whole there. Laguna Mafia. All those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. That that they all became like the electric crew, yeah. and you know what I mean. Bruce Beach and Welcome. that whole yeah, you know yeah. Kurt Fry and and all those guys. So yeah. so anyways, um, so I remember we're in there, and we're showing them, and I remember EJ looks at me and he's like, "You're so lucky. This is going to be the next. This is the next Quicksilver." SMP. Yeah. He's like, because it was Volcom and SMP kind of popped off at the almost the exact same time. Yeah. And I can remember going in and like Wooly and Tucker would go into a shop wearing like, and I remember, I remember Tucker was wearing like butt stain was this brand. He was wearing these butt stain shorts and they're him and Wooly are selling like they have like a hat and a t-shirt. I mean, they just had a few things, right? Yeah, and we just course. had a few things and we're in there at the same time, basically selling the two brands. You yeah. know what I mean? It's me and Grammy and. So anyway, so Steve and I drive, we go from Laguna Surf and Sport, and we drive all the way up to the South Bay to and show, there they are. To show <laughs> well no, we go up there to show Spider. And so Dennis Jarvis is in the store and um, uh, Sherwood is the manager of the shop. <laughs> so and Sherwood at the time, I wanna say he had his hair totally shaved and he had these two like Spikes, little spike things coming yeah. out of his head, yeah, right? He had that. one of them blue and one was I can't yeah, remember. My but anyways, that was like geez. my intro to, to Sherwood. You know what I mean? He's just I love Sherwood. Um, <laughs> so so we go there and and uh, and then I'm like, oh, I'll go grab grab the line. I'm gonna bring it in and show you. And then they're all super excited to see. And it's not a lot of stuff. I mean, it's carried in my hands. Yeah, know? but I think we had a, maybe a small rolling rack of stuff. So I go out and I'm like. Oh man, we left it at Laguna Surf and Sport. No <laughs> way! What? Yeah, you don't even take the flower. 
dude, I like that. I go, I go in and you know, there's no cell phones, there's no pagers, there's no nothing, right? So Dennis calls EJ and those guys, hey, you guys got in there all laughing, you know? They're just like, for sure. So we have to oh go back God. and get it, and they're like, yeah, this guy's gonna be a rep for sure. You know what I mean? Holy like, yes. So how was uh, look doing for you? Was it doing anything? Mm, it was just. It was okay, you know what I mean? Back then, I mean, all the bindings would just rip out. Um, <laughs> like, you had to T-bolt your boards. Otherwise, I mean, dude, it was, like, scary. I mean, it did okay. It wasn't, like, a moneymaker, nothing like yeah. that, for sure. Because that was your... You are making money from that. You were doing side hustles. So, started doing the SMP thing. And so, then, while I'm doing that, while I was doing Look, I ended up becoming friends with a guy's name was Jason Keynes. So Jason was running a factory in the valley called Yama, and they made snowboards in the valley. And so Jason and I became friends. We started, you know, we just, we hit it off, right? We would meet each other. We'd ride up on the mountain, up on the hill and stuff. And, and he was like, hey, man, um, dude, we should start a brand together. And you could do the sales and marketing, and I'll build the boards and do everything, you know? And I'm like, that sounds amazing, you know? Yeah. And at the time, Look was just kind so of... So partner up with you. Yeah, so Look was kind of faltering. Vibe tried to take the distribution from Gary at a point, and we were going to do a trade show booth, and it, we just didn't have the money. Yeah. It just wasn't feasible. And so, anyway, so I'm doing SMP stealth, and so Jason and I started 5150 snowboards. So... So you started 5150 with a guy? Yeah, with Jason. Okay. And we had our... The investor was this kid... I can't remember the kid's name. His dad's name was Vaughn Barnes. And the only reason I know this, and I hate saying anything bad about people, whatever, but he taught me a very valuable lesson and something that I think really stuck with me. Um, Vaughn Barnes? Vaughn Barnes, yeah. So, Don't be a barn. So Jason, he went, this guy had the money. He said, hey, let's set up a factory. We'll set it up in Corona. So he was super into like motorcycles. He was a big Harley guy and everything, but he was, uh, you know, he, he understood production and all that. Um, I didn't know exactly everything he did. Just knew that, hey, this guy had the money. He was going to bankroll everything, whatever. So Jason gets Vaughn Barnes from Switzerland, who like was one of the guys that like set up all the factories out there. He was like a gnarly guy in Europe. And he's like, hey, let's get together. And we wanted to make some of the first cap boards. So Nitro had a cap board, and we were like, this was going to be our, like, shtick, right? It was like, hey, we're going to do cap yeah, boards. Gonna... point of difference, you know? Exactly. So they set this whole factory up, and it's all, I mean, it's, like, state-of-the-art. It's, like, the latest, greatest. And right when the thing's finished and ready and done, Vaughn came to me, and he was just like, hey, um, so we no longer need Jason, and... Um, we're going to have, you're going to run sales and marketing. And they wanted to, he's like, there's like 3000 Harley dealers in the country. And you know, if we even just placed one board in each one of those as a display, that's 3000 boards we could sell and this and that. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness, what's, what's happening what's going right on now? Here, right? Yeah. And so I he's did, the one funding it. He's funding the whole thing. Vaughn Barnes is. Vaughn is. And but, so then he's your, uh, Jason's, so then Jason's, your Jason's the only reason that I'm there, right? Yeah. And we didn't sign any contracts. There was yeah. no, this was like, hey, you want to start did something? Did you have to put money in? No, no. It was just like, hey, you want to start? So you're a partner. I'm, no, I'm, I have no signings or anything. Jason and I just got together and started it. Okay. And we had, so I got my friend, my friend's little brother. So this is one of the guys that I grew up with in Lakewood. He actually lived in Southgate. And so we skated together all the time. And his little brother, 
started doing tattoos. His family, like his uncle, was one of the gnarliest, like, and they're doing designs. Max, and no, he was and... like a Mexican gangbanger, and so his little brother started tattooing a bunch of the guys, and so he was really good at art. His little brother was an amazing artist, so he did all of our graphics. So I got him to do our graphics, and then I had been sponsoring like Bobby Meeks with Look Snowboards. And so Bobby was going to be like one of our first guys. We were going to give him a pro board. Why fifty one fifty? Um, I don't know. We just like it was. He was fifty one, and like that'd be a hundred one percent. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it was just. So wait, he when you first started fifty one fifty? Yeah, you were pitched the idea. Let's start our own yeah. brand. Yeah. So you were essentially an owner of this brand. Yeah, without, without a having contract. any without, contract or anything, and, and not paying anything. No, and, no. And the, and the sport's blowing up. You have you know yeah. retailers, and were they asking like you know? And I have no business savvy whatsoever. But but I'm just like trying to paint the picture of like you know, you you had to know there's opportunity oh, because sure. of the way the market oh, no, and everything was time, blowing up. Time. And if you yeah. like, you got the right team writer and whatever yeah no i got like you're gonna get sales yeah because i went out around around you know the western states and uh like out to like sidewalk surfer and you know all the one you know and at that time sorry to interrupt everybody was getting whether you're yeah like surf skate whatever everybody was like banking on snow because it was such a yeah it was coming it was it was it was was starting to happen right yeah so out of the blue this happens and, and we're like kind of going and I'm like at that time I didn't even really see I didn't have a business mind at all so it wasn't like I was thinking oh I'm gonna be an owner in this thing I was just like dude I'm helping build this this yeah. thing this is rad this is awesome yeah like I wouldn't have even had the savvy to say hey uh, how many shares do you have and how many do I get I right. didn't even know what what's a share yeah you know what I'm saying I, like yeah. I was a PE major I wasn't going to business classes like yeah. I didn't like you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you but were it was just a great working hard to make shit happen. Yeah, yeah. And it was super fun connecting all the dots yeah. and getting people together. And um and so anyways, he, this happens and it was just like it was just like a gut punch. I was if like Jason's gone, you're gone or So I basically told the guy, I said, Well, the if only reason gone. I'm here is because of Jason. And he had thrown out a, a number to me that he was going to pay me, and it was like significant. Like I was like, "Whoa, this is like insane!" Like, but then I wouldn't have been a rep because I was going to be like running sales and marketing for fifty one fifty, and I was like, "Nah, I, I can't do that to to Jason. Like he's yeah. like, dude, he's like my friend. Like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah." And he, I remember he got like Von Barn turned out to be a barn, dude. He got so <laughs> close to me and said. You don't know anything about business. You're gonna, you're not gonna succeed. He like went off on me. Wow. About how stupid I was. Yeah. He's giving like, a huge opportunity, and, and you're like, denying it because of your loyal loyalty and, and ethics honest. and honest. And I just was like, hey man, like, right. I'm not in this for the money, man. Yeah. Straight up, I haven't made any money to this point, and I don't really care. <laughs> like yeah. that's, I mean, I do. I want to be able to pay my bills and whatnot. But at the end of the not day, the wrong way, dude. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that, you know. Yeah. So, so anyways, and how long was this? Because fifty one fifty took a was... while to build the to build the brand and everything, and like I got like James. You should have said, "I know every surf shop, snowboard <laughs> shop, skate shop. You're gonna get yeah. no distribution." Yeah, right. Because fifty one fifty was kind of a a good brand, right? Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, Bobby Meeks was like just kind of like coming into his own. You know what I mean? And and when I first met Bobby, I mean, we used to go up riding together a bunch, and he's just 
I love Bobby and he's one of my favorite people that I've sponsored over the years you know what I mean and I've sponsored literally like more people than yeah. I can even like count <laughs> and they're uh, to love all of them but he he's definitely got a special place you know what I mean and so what what time frame what year was this into 5150 gosh man like the second year third oh no, year? no 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 this is like I think it took a year maybe I don't remember how long it took to set the factory up but this was right when the thing was gonna pop off yeah so it was before it really even like blew up emerged this is like it's all behind the scenes behind the scenes yeah. building it I got like put James Core on the team had this other guy Tim Kaufman who was like the most ripping rider out in Colorado that the riders out there like Dale Rayberg would probably know who Tim was and like because you know when he rode for Joyride and probably went out and rode with the Midwest guys all the ride guys that you know lived in that area but they he, yeah so I had him on there and like James and then Bobby was kind of like our gonna be one of our like main dudes so it was gnarly man and, and I was just like no I'm, I'm out of here and it turned that again turned into a total blessing it's turned into like so from there Jason connects with Ken Greengard and Kristen at Joyride and he turns right around and he's gonna set up the factory for Joyride and he basically brings me over there and I become the rep for Joyride. So, Dang. and Joyride was just, I mean, Joyride was like the coolest brand. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Cool name, killer the, vibe, good looks. Oh and, my goodness. Yeah. So, dude. pretty much right when that happened, I mean, what this guy was saying is like, sell out your friend and work for me. Yeah. Right. And you're like, a Christian and you know you're a good guy and you're like I wouldn't do that to a friend no chance and then all of a sudden you turn around and your friend's like we got this over here bro yes I mean what I a blessing you didn't have any skin in the game with that guy <laughs> yes you know yes what I mean? no like, I'm telling you that, that, that yeah it, like to have that presented that you know and, and have yes something to lose versus yes. you know yes. you're like out of here so yes. when, when did you tell Jason this like hey Oh, Jason knew all. He, Jason came to me and he goes, "Dude, he just he just clipped me." Wow. He came. We we're in the warehouse. We we're at the factory, and then he brings me in, all like happy, like thinking that I'm going to be all excited. So he did that and first, and then he, I'm, I think that's the order. Yeah. Wow. Jason, I have to ask Jason again, but it was yeah. It sure. doesn't really matter it which way matter. it went, but it was just like I was like, no man, this ain't happening. No chance. It's crazy no how chance. how there's people like that that have no remorse or like thought of like oh that's a bad thing to do yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's business <laughs> yeah yeah business yeah. is business yeah it is it is and you i've learned that over you the years you make a lot of bad and, decisions and good decisions and and i've had yeah, yeah i've had hey, so you better watch your p's and q's late night this, this could be the bk and chalky show Whoa. <laughs> we actually i actually signed a side deal with him out in the front yard before i came in here that's cool because i got one with duke and he says you're out and he's in oh shit yeah. that's gonna be but dude that's a, that's an even better show he keeps telling me to get rid of you i love it i love it the late you're talking duke, duke at surfside <laughs> But I heard Duke's actually going to sign a contract with Caleb, my son, and they're just going to play guitars and sing songs, dude. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, Joyride now. Yes, so Joyride and uh, still doing... Uh, and who's funding that? Like, I'm so, I, Ken I'm, and Kristen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they were just... It was this dysfunctional, awesome family. <laughs> it was, like, amazing. Like, I absolutely... Like, my... 
my time at Joyride was just so amazing. Met so many incredible human beings there. Like it was insane. Yeah. So did so the Joyride thing. And Joyride was right across the street from Laguna Surf and Sport. Wow. So EJ, and this is when things were just going bonkers. Banana. And I keep re- I know we're going back jumping and back and forth, yeah, but it kind of just goes that way. He sold, I think one winter he might have sold 250 snowboards. You think 250 people snowboard in Lakota Beach? Not at that time. We, no. We know what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone looks back. We all played a role in, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just the... Turn a blind eye. You know, it's... Uh, we're killing it. We're like, oh, we're selling tons of boards. You it's know a what different I mean? shade is, of black. But, but, but it's like, at, at the end of the day... Um, yeah, being a joyride, it was just, like I said, that thing happened with 51, that turned into joyride, right? Uh, doing that SMP was amazing, and then that turned into, I ran into Chewy Reina on the road, and Chewy was like, he was going to get the job as the marketing guy at Dragon. And so he was like, hey, um, we ran into each other, he's like, dude, would you want to do sessions and Dragon? And because I'm not going to do them anymore, I'm not going to rep them. Because uh, he wanted to go in house. Yeah, he wanted to go in house. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. The repping thing, he was. It just wasn't for him. And I was like, heck yeah. So boards. Now I'm like apparel, super snow deep gear, snow outerwear, all that, wow. right? And and all the while, um, so, sessions was the shit. Oh, dude! Like like the brands that I've been able to be a part of is yeah. just like insane, man. And Joel, sessions was like the cool snowboarding. Like uh, gear that you could possibly get at the best, time. dude. And Cindy and Joel, Joel Gomez is just, they're just they're amazing, right? And they're up in Scotts Valley, and I remember going up there, and then you know, and I remember doing like sales meetings right there at, in front of I think it's like trash cans or whatever. This the spot, like this house is like right there at the point, and surfing and just yeah, it was just so cool to go up there and the you know and. And Joel's a fixture up there, obviously, in skateboarding with Session Skate Shop. And he's super into music. I was super into music. Just like, you know, we're still friends today. It's like, it's just really, really cool. You know what I mean? So from that, I ended up doing the Esty brand, too. So that was Tim Brosh and yeah. Salman Aga. And, uh, and they were both such awesome guys, you know, and, and both believers as well, which was really cool, you know. And, and so it was just a, I don't know, another just amazing turn you know like i said i was like all right see god's hand like it's just like this is crazy this does one door closes and he just opens up another one i'm just like all right let's walk through it so you're you know? starting to make money finally yes okay yes yeah no so now i'm like making making decent money you know it's like okay this is like a thing like, yeah this is gonna this is gonna work you know and In snowboarding yeah with snowboarding and so at the time uh, I became really good friends with Dougie Smith. So Dougie skated for GNS, and he was the Northern California rep for Joyride. And he did, you know, we were doing like similar brands. We became really good friends, and we're at uh, ASR, and uh, and we meet Pierre and Don Brown, and they're like at this tiny little table, and so we're like, hey, you guys want to trade uh, snowboards for shoes, you know? And then oh yeah, for sure, you know. So. An Englishman that, and a Frenchman. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, and those guys, man, like, another just amazing, right? So I meet them, end up talking to Pierre and them for for quite a long time. And Etnies, right? So yes. We're talking etnies. It's just Etnies at the time. There's nothing else. And so, and this is, now we're backing up again, right? So, sorry, my timelines are just all over the place. But we start to talk, and at that time, actually, I was doing stuff for Look Snowboards, 
still. And uh, this was back before 5150, before any of that stuff. Yeah. And um, Pierre, so I sat down with him. I'm like, you need to have, you should have reps and you should do this. And I remember he's like, well, come, come, let's hang out. And so I remember we hung out this one night and literally had the map of the United States. And I'm like, yeah, there's this guy in San Diego, Bob Arthur, and this person over here and this person over here. And we were kind of like, you know, slice it up. And he's like, well, how do they, how do you, how do they pay you? You know, and it's like, oh, you get a commission. And, and it's, it's this much, you know, and. And so he comes back to me and he's like, okay, let's do it. He's like, but any accounts that I have are going to stay house accounts and I can only pay you 3%. And, uh, and I was like, whoa, that's like pretty low compared to what I'm getting from all the other ones. But I was like, I, again, cool, let's just do it. I don't care. Like, I'm like... I love the shoes. Was there a trial period? Was there like a, a window, like contract window that we might renegotiate? You just like, I, no, I just kind of just jumped in, right? Just, just started, started doing it. And like, so that got me back. Way back in, in look days? Yes, yeah, so this is like 91 probably. So, and so then I was like, it was like, that got me back into the skate thing, right? So I'm like super immersed in snow. Then that gets me back into skate. So and you're now, still not doing surf. Still not doing surf. <laughs> At all, not Sounds even at like all. This guy. Yeah, and so so. <laughs> what? So it's like you. Yeah. yeah. For, well, you were in surf, surf skateboarding. Yeah. 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 So then, so I start doing that, and he's Dougie starts doing it. It's just like, and it was, just it was amazing, right? Well, it was, that, well again, the nineties with snowboarding and skateboarding, it was blowing up. There besides, was well, well, when I first started, actually, actually, not so much because. The accounts that he had, like Hot Skates, was popping off with it. You had certain skate shops that that did good with it. Yeah. But I would go into skate shops and they'd be like, "Dude, we grip boards and put on trucks, man. We're not trying to sell shoes here." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, just, like these are really, you know." So, and then the High Five video came. I remember when the High Five video came out. That was like. So, going back to Eddie's yeah, yeah, yeah. and back in the day, back then, yeah. you're saying '91, right? Yeah. 91, 92. There was zone. no skate shoes. It was Airwalk. Vans. Airwalk was kind of like, and, and Airwalk was probably the one, and there was Steve Cathy was the rep at the time. Yeah. And but it, no one took it for ser- No one took it real serious, though. Well, Steve, I mean, Steve was kind of killing it. Like, Airwalk, they had, they were, I think they, he but did. But skate shops, they're. Oh, they're, yeah, no, no, it wasn't really selling, a thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it wasn't really so that, a thing. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it wasn't the. It wasn't until like 95 to like 98. That's yeah. when it really started that's when, going. That's when endemic skate You had like shoes. Duffs and DC. Right. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Because back then, yeah, we had airwalks, but it was like a joke. Not a joke, but it wasn't in skate shops. Yeah. Skate shops weren't selling. They had airwalks. the NTS shoe, right? They, and so they yeah. had that in there and you, you know, it was like. But it was just like I, I remember. Or Vision too, Vision. It was yeah, Vision but, and Airwalk, but they weren't like skate shoes. They were like more kind of punk fashion, fashion yeah. like lifestyle. Yeah. They weren't like and they weren't selling. They, they weren't sold is a, in skate shops. And I completely forgot. But before I even did a look, I actually worked with Heidi Muckenthaler and the crew at Vision, and that's really what got me into the got me the whole thing there. That's a whole nother stinking rabbit hole. So, <laughs> wow. so I won't even go down so, that one. So back then. Vans was really like the first skate shoe company. Right? Oh, for sure. And then we had Airwalk, but like Airwalk to me never was. Yeah. A, a, you know what I mean? And then you had Etnies and DC and DVS. Yep. But Etnies was like 
the game changer that 100%. turned skate shops into yep. footwear stores. It was the high five video that did it. Right? It, it really was. I mean, then we had like the scam and the skull, the MC rap, the rap. Like it was like that just like. So what was the high five video? It was this. So Steve Black. Um, Steve Black? Was Yeah, Steve's the man, dude. Wow. The man. The man. Steve Black? was the guy behind the video well he wasn't behind he was a part of all of that okay. steve was like so yeah just the whole crew at Etnies was so rad everybody was kind of a part of you know what i mean it was it was yeah. small right and so steve Every did steve did a lot of the team stuff and so he was down with everybody right he and he's putting the pieces together he just Steve's always, he's got it, man. When it comes to skateboarding, he just had the eye for talent. He had the eye for, you know, and Don Brown, all those guys. And they understand the guys that had the style, right? And like we were talking about, style's everything, you know what I mean? And when they had Penny, I mean, when you look at the team that they had back then, and yeah. Jamie Thomas, and I mean, you just go right down the list. It was just like the who's who yeah. of skateboarding. I mean, it was just insane. Like, it was it was amazing. So to be able to walk into skate shops and represent that was just like. A, but you had the amazing. kind of uh, pioneer, yeah, skate shoes, yeah, endemic skate shoe brand, yep, in skate shops. Yeah, for it sure. Was, it was here's here's a skate shoe. Yep. Here's our team. Yeah. yeah. We're a skate brand. Yeah. You yeah. need to carry this. Like yeah. it wasn't like you're trying to come from you know. We're just some rich, you know, big shoe company. No, no. It was it's like trying a, to make their like because it was a whole new, div, you know, category. Skate, skate o- shops opening order would, skate shoes. No. Yeah, an opening order would be like six pairs of shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, kill it. Let's, all let's, these sizes. Let's go. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like no what? half sizes. No, yeah. no, yeah. Eight through twelve, or yeah. Nine, seven through yeah. eleven. Call me in a week. Yeah. So crazy. <laughs> what was like? Your like inventory position. If you if you're like, hey, I got fifty accounts, and all bring in between six. They and were 12 pretty pairs. good. They did pretty good. Like Pierre, man, I'll tell you what, right time, right place, and not afraid. And po- pony, not up. afraid, dude. Pierre yeah. like stuck his neck out, and again, another guy that's very much a visionary. It it could have been the other way around. Minimums are this, and we yeah, sticking your neck out is one thing, but you're like you know, yeah, we can't just lowball. Like that's the factory says it's we got to order this many. We're selling that. And name. super passionate. And him and Don Brown, that that tandem together. Yeah. I mean, Don Brown is like when when you think of a skateboarder or you think of skateboarding, I mean, if you were to put it in Wikipedia, his name should come up. Yeah. I mean, he's he eats, sleeps, drinks, breathes, skateboarding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was that whole crew. He's the one he, that came up with Go Skateboarding Day, right? He like so the Go I Skateboard think. Day thing, it may have been I I know Justin and Timothy and Jeff and there's a lot of people that kind of converge on it. I wasn't in the room when that thing went down, so I I wouldn't be able to to say exactly who, but just so many passionate people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so and same thing in snow. So I was like so fortunate to be a part of snow and at the pinnacle of snow, right? The yeah. the best Boom. best brands, best riders, best all that stuff, and and being immersed into the marketing part of it too. Because being at look, I met all the magazine people i knew other photographers i knew the marketing directors and you know all that so then when we went into the skate it kind of turned into the same thing there it was just like oh hey well there's this kid over here his name's james craig or there's this kid danny garcia and there's this kid over here and there's this kid over here and you know what i mean it was just like so much fun discovering new talent helping them bring them in and yeah it is like so so fun so i mean 
you had a you're wearing a lot of hats and you had a lot of brand at what point did you start having like people work under you or with you like so i i brought in this girl her name was shannon and she was like office just to do office of, stuff yeah. right so she was doing which is half you know three quarters of her job yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so she's doing she and back then everything was via fax um Every order was like, you know, triple carbon copies. And I would give the shop a copy. I would take one home and then I would like fax one into the company, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I actually had filing cabinets. And actually the, a guy that really taught me a ton was um, GO, Greg Ostis. Wow. Um, because he came to SMP right before I had left. He was my sales manager and really was like, kind of showed me how to be a rep. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really cool. And Greg's just, you guys know Greg. Yeah. He's, he's the best. Geo. My, yeah, Geo's my, the best. My kid's like, I only print, I don't handwrite, you know? And they're like, why is your printing so like good? And I'm like, because that's how we wrote every order at, or every receipt at HSS. Right. On a triplicate, yep. you know? Like you had to get it in the lines, in the boxes, and exactly. you, know, you had to know what you sold. I'm like, totally. Yeah, triplicates. They're like, now they have no idea. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so just I had like really good mentors, you know what I mean? Guys that like pushed me and Milo was another one, you know what I mean? When I would go down, I would literally drive from Long Beach, clear down to downtown San Diego and work in the in the warehouse and pack orders and do stuff and get them to the shops. Yeah, good old and days. It was amazing, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, so. My orders are going out first before uh, mid Midwest and Pacific Northwest and Florida and Virginia, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, so where are we now in the timeline? So, so see, you want to know when I started, like, yeah, so basically it started, all my brands were, like, cranking. I mean, I had, like, when I started doing Dragon, my goal with Dragon was to sell one pair of glasses a week. And the only glass they had was called the D1, and which we kind of jokingly said the done, because no one wanted it. It was just, D1. like, garbage. Done. It was just, like, <laughs> and so I'm just, like, dude, like, okay, maybe I can get to where I can sell one pair of glasses a day. And then when they brought Jamie Lynn on, and I was doing sessions at the time, and Jamie was like, he was it, man. When in Japan yeah. and everything, yeah. Yeah. anything Jamie Lynn, he, he was a Sean was Palmer he? take two, dude. Like you know what he's, I mean, like. And he's like, he's on Volcom, yeah. He was on Dragon. Yep. What board was he on? LibTech. LibTech. Okay. Yeah. And so I met the first time I ever met Jamie was at Steve Graham's house, and he was I think he was either thirteen or fourteen years old, and he came down with. Um, Dan Donnelly and those guys, and, and they were all like, this kid right here is the, the future. He's gonna be, he is it. Like, this kid's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And hey, you know, enough said, Jamie Lynn, right? Yeah. I mean, and what a, just a sweetheart of a human being. We we did a trip to Gore-Tex. So that was another cool thing. Like, Joel was like, Gomez at Sessions, right? He was like, hey, you know what, man? It's like, at the time, if you were a snowboarder, you weren't down for skiers and skiers weren't down for snowboarders, yeah. right? Kind of like longboarders and shortboarders, yeah. kind of like surfers and skiers, kind of like even in skateboarding, you know yeah. what I mean? You had like hash and fresh, and you had, you know, there's just you had, different, yeah, you had the, 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 the ramp in the street, and just a had, lot, just a lot of that, you know what I mean? You had, yeah, sure. yeah, for sure, cultures between the subcultures, for sure. So, Joel was like, he's like, hey man, you know what, dude, some of the gnarliest dudes on the mountain that I know are skiers, and so he's like, we're gonna, we're gonna put Shane McConkie on. And Shane's he's a skier, gnarly dude. Look him up, and if you haven't seen the documentary on his life, he passed away mm. with his craziness. I mean, he was gnarly. And so Shane, when Shane came in, obviously the ski industry they had been using Gore-Tex, 
And so Joel was like, dude, we're going to introduce Gore-Tex to, to the snowboard world. And so we, we went on a trip, and I remember taking Todd from ZJ's. He was the retailer that we took. So Todd Roberts came up and Jamie Lynn, and, and we all went to the Gore-Tex factory. And, you know, they make stuff for the military. They're huge. They have their own airport on their campus and everything. And I remember wow. they put us in this rain room, and we're all in there like they put us all into gear, and they put us on exercise equipment. We're all exercising, and it's it's raining on us, and one person doesn't ha- isn't wearing Gore-Tex, so they just kind of show you how it, it works. And then I remember them taking us out for lobster, and it was a cool trip. Where it was, is it? It's uh, East Coast. It was like that's like so by, cool by Boston Mass. No, no better way to like sell your product how than, than, awesome than, that? than to it was insane. Be a guinea pig tester, but not a yeah. guinea pig, but just be all test. It was really, really cool. Yeah, so we so we went out, did all that stuff. I became good friends with Jamie as well. And that was the cool thing. I always just like, I love the athletes because for me, it was all about participation and actually doing it, right? And so I'd always like... That's why you're in the job. Get, get you know what I mean? I wanted to hang out with those guys and I wanted to ride with them and I wanted to try and like, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, and so Jamie was just such a good dude. And, and at that time, he... I remember another friend of mine was like had started doing some golf stuff and this is another total tangent but Ron Smith was at Oakley and yeah. he was really good friends with this guy who was the VP at Titleist and so he started giving me golf clubs and then I got like Jamie into it got him a bunch of golf and then Jamie became this like he was insane he got super good at it super talented and then just pick it up and same thing it. with like Costin I got Costin down and then pretty soon like Costin gets so good he's like Chris McGinley, a Titleist, he's like making Eric his own clubs, putting his, like, he's got Scotty Cameron putters with his, like, you know, with his name, like, stamped in it and everything. Pretty, oh my God. But it was, like, cool because I was able to, like, connect these, connect yeah. people with these things that they normally maybe wouldn't have done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was just really, really cool. Well, that and everybody, I mean, I might appreciate other sports, whether it's a golfer or a skateboarder, and if I could be surrounded and you get meet to, somebody in ping pong and get to know those people, you know, it's just like, you know, hey, I'm in this sport and I'm super stoked, but I appreciate what you do, and now, you know, to be able to like, no doubt, connect those, is, yeah, yeah, that's what we're in here. And that, and if you think about it, when you really boil it down, when it comes to athletes, I don't care what sport that they're involved in. They have a passion for that sport, yeah, and that passion, it's it's a thread that runs from traditional sports to the most like niche sport out there and when you get those people together whether it's an alex honnold who's like free solo climbing something or lonnie calc who's just like absolutely insane and you put those people with someone who's equally gifted and amazing at something that they have never tried and you get them together they just like feed off each other and they froth off of each other and it's such it's a cool way of just expanding like okay, yeah, I was closed-minded and thought I only wanted to do this, and now I met this person yeah. that just opened my eyes to this whole different world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot, a lot of yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of what we talk about and we want to like kind of put out there. And emphasis, I can promote. And, on the shops. Yeah, yeah shops, right? Yeah. So, but, but also... I mean, here you are, Team BK. Yep. And like a small, you're a small business, right? Yep. yep. And that's kind of rad because we haven't really had another rep or a rep and talk about the organization yep. and what 
not only you provide to retailers, but what you provide to the athletes and, and well, the brand. The, his the guys that he employs under. Him. Oh, for sure. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's crazy. It's not a one man show. It's not a one man show. And, and Lar was starting to late night was no starting chance. to bring that up about you know you had that girl Shannon that was yep. doing a lot of your um, order entry and all that. But I mean, you know. A culmination of, of years and brands and growth and you know you need help right yeah but you have a big team well and I was like I said blessed enough to have these brands where finances were coming in right they started coming in to, to the point where I was like well this is crazy I did not come from money this is like insane I almost felt guilty you know what I mean and for me I was like I really wanted to give back to to <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, I wanted to be more a part of things besides just like, okay, I'm going to take this and just like, whatever. So, you know, prior to, well, while I was be, being a rep and everything, Vipe and I started the H2O Winter Classic. Yeah, we were, and we, so, had, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. yeah, so that started because it was the, there was the OP um, Winter Surf. And that was like this thing where you had to be a pro to be in it or some, you know, it was like an invite, very like hard to get in kind was of a thing. Was it a snowboarding event? It was surf, surf and snow, okay. surf and snow, and um, and so I remember going up and uh, doing it up up bear and everything, whatever. But I was like, we need to do that, something like that, for our friends, yeah. for just the homies, for like the, yeah. the the guys that can't aren't the elite of the elite, right? If That's, you talk to everybody's doing the sports, exactly. Yeah, you're seeing everybody, you know, and it's like, yep, no, it's like celebrate both, but yet. But they, they didn't do all three. They just did two. Yeah, just two. So, But that's how we started the H2O Winter Classic. It was like, yeah. I'm like, dude, let's do something with our friends and do something where... And I had all these kids that I was hooking up that were so gnarly, like gnarly snowboarders, gnarly, like and yeah. all this other stuff. And so we did that. And I mean, that went seven years. It ended up on ESPN and it got huge. It was crazy. Huge. I mean, we had like Blink-182 played a show. It was... Our, uh, another oh gosh what's his name that's their manager Rick DeVoe yeah so right. yeah awesome guy yeah. like just awesome guy so he had he had just he was friends with those guys and he became their manager or whatever and they were tiny and no one really knew who they were and we literally they played for like 50 people at Snow Summit in the little lunch area <laughs> like you yeah. know it was like blink we had no effects Pennywise like all these yeah. bands and you know, we ended. Taylor still for putting how a lot many, of those guys on the map too. You oh, know, that, like well, how many? How many years did that go? Seven years. Seven years. Wow. Yeah, I did like yeah. two or three of them at least. You know, yeah, and they, and did they you got final, bro. No, because <laughs> I was a pro surfer and I didn't want to break myself. Oh, and each year oh, with the snowboard, the part. jumps yeah. got. Bigger, bigger and bigger, like gnarly. Bigger won it three times, dude. Dave Dave Lee broke his back at our yeah. contest. That that was the year. I'm like, I'm done, because he literally broke right his before back. the event started. Like we're doing practice runs, and this pro snowboarder breaks his back, and I'm like, ah, all right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tap there's out. A, there's a couple I clear, and a lot I just freaking hit the side. I'm like, yeah. Eckert won it three years in a row? He is gnarly. I mean, Troy's awesome. He, there's, yeah. there's another amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many good guys. Him, he was always a, a, you know, one of those guys that could do it all, right? And Dave Downing was always oh, like yeah. in the mix. Dave killed. Um, oh gosh. Eddie Lee. Um, 
But I mean, there's just so many guys. Perfect, Ter- Terje came perfect in. Perfect timing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sports are on fire. It's unique and cool and different. Good. And, you know. Yeah. And it was kind of combining what Volcom and SMP were doing with surf, skate, snow, music. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And Vibe really got into the music thing end of it where the last one we ended up doing like a DVD and we actually went up to like uh, Interscope Records and wow. met, uh, was it Iveen or whatever yeah. and met with him and those guys about what, what bands we were going to get to have on our thing and I remember going up and we were going up the elevator and we were with like Suge Knight was in there with his like bodyguards and they had like they were packing like, like he needed a bodyguard like that guy yeah was right saying. exactly <laughs> scrawny little white guy in there I'm just like oh whoa like yeah it was it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, so nice. I mean, we've been able to do some just rad things. So for me, it was like we're doing the events, and then I've also had a passion for photography and video forever. So when I started doing really well with the shoe stuff, and I had all these guys that, that I was hooking up that were just amazing, and I was like, okay, like the only videos that are really getting put out are pros. Right? There's not, no one's doing anything for these AMs. And dude, I, I kind of feel like some of these guys are as good as which, the pros. Which is super important because the AMs are mostly associated with like shop yep, riders. Exactly. And that's how you connect with that, which helps drive sales to the shop. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. That's as important as yeah. having that marquee, you know, pro athlete. Yep. You know? And that's where, like, you talk about shops, Liberty Board Shop. Yeah. Matt Pindra there was a. a he was like a huge, I mean, he's played a big role in my success was at Soltech and everything too. Like he was one of the guys that went to bat and said, Hey man, like the, it just, just rad stuff. Yeah. Matt was like amazing. So the first video that I did that I made was one small step. And, um, so Colin Kennedy actually worked at Liberty. Well, he was like this Grom and Matt was like, there's this kid. He's like, I think he was 16 or 17 at the time. You I'll have, I'm Colin probably, Kennedy is later became a big skateboard filmmaker yes he made i know well i know he made skateboard right yeah and um for dds and and he's made some others, some right? yeah 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 and colin's just such an awesome guy too yeah. and so anyway so i bought so back then i was doing really well right and so now i, I had brought um so the pe- other people that worked for me, Arby Nahapetian worked for me, and he ended he did? up yeah from so, uh, transport? From transport. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he he was a sub rep for me. Um, Steve Ruff worked for me, and so Steve went on to um, basically run all the marketing. So he went over to Dragon because Raw Raw Reese is his cousin, and Raw didn't trust Steve to be the team manager of all that for like Forum Special Blend and all that at first. So Steve went to Dragon. He ran all the snow marketing stuff over there, and then Rolf stole him, brought him over, and he basically ran the team. And when you see all the really like pop and form stuff and special blend and Foursquare and all that, yeah. Steve was like behind the scenes making things happen over there for that. And what then obviously trip. he's gone on to he was a, a one of the top agents doing all the uh, snow and skate for a so you're- Wasserman Group. Did you form a company for making videos? So I you made it. Yeah, no, a bunch I, of them, right? I was just doing it myself, like, because I was like, like I said, I was into that, and I had all these kids that were just amazing, and I'm like, man, I want to give them a platform, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I wanted, for me, I wanted to promote them to help them to get onto my companies that I was working for. So like James Craig, like the where Team BK even came from, 
James Craig was at my house, and I think Danny Garcia and maybe Tom Krauser and a couple other guys, and then we're all hanging out in the garage, whatever. And I was I was giving him a, you know giving a bunch of shoes and stuff, and and uh, James was like, dude. We're on Team BK, bro. That's He's like, awesome. you need to make stickers, man. We need to like do this and this and like. And if you know James, I don't know if you know I James. I love James. Oh, he's the best. He's. Just I love James. Absolutely the best, man. The, he's probably got one of the best board graphics ever created. He's the best. The, the one with him sitting next to Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Laker board. Yeah, totally. Oh. So um, yeah, James is the one that came up with the whole term Team BK. Wow, okay. I would have never like put, you know what I mean? Yeah. But. It was kind of a joke at first, like, and then it just kind of stuck. And so I had to form a corporation because um, taxes were getting a yeah. little bit. And so formed a corporation. You're making all too much money. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have to distribute the wealth somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was like, so formed a corporation, called it Team BK um, Distribution Incorporated. That's where that all started. But with all the guys, I was like, dude, I want to have a platform for them. So I went and I bought the state of the art at that time was called media 100 so it was the best editing system that you could buy i got vx 1000 cameras i got a couple of those i gave colin one so it was his first like legit camera you gave him one i gave him one to to film the whole video to do it and and so there was this lady that worked at century lenses and her name was uh, mary and she made me a death lens and at that time i think myself chris ortiz there was only a few people that had those, you know, um, and uh, and so I'm sure Ty Ty had one back then, whatever. But so I, you know, I went in there and and so back Team then. So BK started making videos. Yeah, yeah. So I started making making videos. I and, I always thought you were four one one. No, so four. It's so funny because Colin ended up filming for four one one. Okay. Um, through that because what happened was. I, you know, going to all the local shops, right? So you have like your hot skates and your Liberty. And then, you know, you go up and you have Val Surf and then you've got Ig, you know, and Dan was up at Ig and you had, you know, Donna Green Sector and all these shops had local spots. And back then it's not like today where everybody knows where everything is. And back then, if you had a, had a spot, it was kind of a big deal, man. You didn't share it yeah. Yeah. with skateboarding. Skate spot. It was very, very secretive, very... Yeah. If they let you go there to film it, it was like, you better not be telling people about this. You know what I mean? So, the, but they want you to see it. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, they all want to, they want you to see about that video. Spot. That, it's yeah. all hush hush. Yeah. So, with one small step, it was basically the Liberty Board Shop crew. So, it was that whole crew. Plus, like, um, I got some clips from Heath Brinkley, who is now primitive. Um, I don't know if you know Heath. Mm -mm. Um, so he did some filming as well. He had this kid, um, a Nathan, oh, what was Nathan's last name? I can't remember. And then Gary Smith. And so he brought some extra footage into the thing as well. And then, um, and then the thing that kind of topped it all off and, um, and I love him and rest in peace. Um, Sasha Steinhorst, who just passed away, um, in the last, uh, I think he passed away like a week or so ago. Wow. Um, he'd been battling cancer for a really, really long time. And so Sasha was the team manager for America and another just talk about a frother and a charger. This dude would show up at demos and I remember going to demos with like Heath Kirchard and the, the whole team, right? And you've got Dandra Hobel and like, I mean, gnarly dudes. yeah, and these guys were like transition, just murdering it, skate. So, and Sasha's right out there with him, just <laughs> going off like he's on the team. You know what I mean? He was that guy. 
But Sasha, like, um, you know, I was doing the video and I said, hey, do you think, um, and again, I've always, you know, just been friends with the marketing guys and really gotten involved in all that stuff yeah. too. So we were good friends and I'm like, hey, I'm doing this video. And he's like, he came, saw some of the stuff. He's like, that's sick. And I'm like, I want to get some footage of some of the pros. And so Bob Bernquist had become a friend and I asked Bob if I could get street footage from him. I'm like, dude, I want some street footage from you, not like vert stuff, you know? Yeah. And he's like, for sure, no worries. So he gives me footage. And then, uh, are you guys filming it or his crew? And then no, he just it. had footage, right? So, oh, yeah. the film Col yeah. Colin's filming the guys, whatever you know, we're yeah. like, you got like Gideon Choi. What's the film called again? One Small Step. One Small Step. Yeah. And so, um, so Sasha gives me footage of, um, Tom Penny, which literally at that time was like gold. You couldn't, no one knew where Tom was. He had disappeared, and Tom's like an enigma. Is almost he was like at that level of Tom Curran, right? Yeah. Of just like, yeah, you're just like, if you saw one clip, dude, even if he's just ollieing something, and he's like, hey, I was just in, you know, over in, you know, England and stuff, and I shot some stuff with him that we're not going to put in our video. Do you want it? And I was wow. like, are you kidding me, <laughs> yeah. dude? Yes, please. And so I remember when we watched it, and I remember Colin, we were, and Colin's the most, he's, he's just a skate nerd to the like, 10th degree like he could tell you every video every trick i mean he's just hardcore but i remember when we saw the penny footage it was just like this is an opener oh my gosh no we were just going to put it in the middle but in order to like sell this thing in shops it's like you got to have some names right because yeah. the kids that i had jane i mean they're big names now but back then most people unless you were yeah. local didn't know who they were yeah so so anyways we got that and then eric i hit up costin and i'm like hey do you have any footage that i could you know He's like, for sure. He's like, and I got some footage of Mariano too. Wow. And so I got footage of Guy Mariano and Guy, like Tom, was another one that you couldn't find any footage well, of. What did you want to do with this? Make a video. We wanted to make the video and and just like... And it I, was I just dudes wanted... that wrote for you, yeah. right? That yeah. you, you were like, okay, I'm going to promote them because that's just going to help me. And it was promoting it was promoting the brand. It was promoting the shops too mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like the guys skated for the shops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so were like, you going to make a video that you're going to sell to shops or what? Yeah, yeah, gonna... we were going to distribute it, okay. you know. And so I remember we talked to there was this I think it was called Video Action Sports. Yeah, VAS. Yeah, so they um they distributed it and Paul Gomez, so right when we were finishing it, we were about to come out with it, it's when Hurley started. And I remember Bob um so I was and yep. Paul's like, "Dude, we want to be a part of skateboarding like can we, you know, we want to like sponsor your video. And I was like, sick. Cause I was just paying for everything myself, yeah. like everything. And I wasn't planning. It was just like, hey, this thing's costing me like literally like thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, um, and so he's like, yeah, we'll put in money and we'll, we'll distribute it through Hurley and that'll be, it'll help us launch the brand. Wow. And so I was like, sick dude, let's do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, there's a Hurley logo on there, you know? And wow. that's when they had Bob Bernquist was yeah. like, so it, it, there was a tie back there, yeah. you know what I mean? So it made sense. And so I remember we did this. Uh, so I'm trying, we're trying to edit this thing. And my next door neighbor, he's this little wizard kid. And we're, we're editing it. It's me, him, and Colin putting it together. And back then, it was like, if you were going to render a clip, and so say someone does a trick, right, and you want it to bleed into the next one, it would literally take, I can't even remember how long, to do one clip would take like 20 minutes. Yeah. it was insane that's like me editing <laughs> it was just insane so, so the night before our premiere and hurley's like promoted it we're gonna we're gonna do it at the uh, how do we drop their logo in there <laughs> yeah we're gonna do it at the at the anti anti mall 
they had this big screen, the whole thing, like Hurley paid for the whole thing. They were going to, it was all dialed in. And I'm like, Colin, we're trying to like spit this thing out of my computer and it's not coming out. It hadn't rendered yet. And it's all, it's, there's glitches in it. And Colin, we're just like freaking out. Like, dude, no, this is like, and Paul's like calling me. He's there. He's like, dude, there's like, I need to see it. there's like three, 400 people down here. No, this is like the premiere is happening. Oh. And I'm like, we're, we're going to be there. We're gonna be. And I just remember driving there with the tape. We haven't even watched it through one time ourselves. And we knew parts of it weren't like Perfect. the way we wanted it yet. Yeah. And we did the premiere. And I just remember being so stressed out and standing in the back. And I didn't even like enjoy it because I was so, I'm just like, is something going to screw up? What's going to, you know what I mean? I was just yeah. freaking out. But it went off and everybody was like, yeah, so fired no up. No one's as, uh, Worried about the details. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you're your own worst critique. And know, back sure. then, every video had a slam section, so it's got an epic slam section in there too. So that was pretty. It was pretty classic. That's so, that's so cool. Awesome. So we yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta speed it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But this is awesome. Yeah. Don't even. I mean. No. Just the it's fact. It's your fault. You took too long to get here. I'm no. Sorry. Just 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 the fact that you know. And again, we'll, we'll probably touch on this, you know, coming up to more recent times, but the marketing and, and, and the layering of, you know, athletes and shop participation and demos yeah. and, and that yeah. whole facet of like what it made it's, our industry so freaking cool and yeah. to be a part of and how awesome it is. It's yeah. kind of, you know, you, you, you look to today and it's just like... Yeah. You know, like there's not yeah. a lot of yeah. that no. creativity and that, that connection with the shops and, and, and we'll, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not anyone's fault. It's just the way right. social yeah. media has fulfilled a lot of those holes. And, sure. you know, back then there wasn't that. It was yeah. like a magazine once a month and you waited for that video and, you know, now it's everybody's their own promotion. And mm-hmm. again, but I really like that era where, you oh, know, gosh. it's. Oh, like so many, so many events yeah. and so many um, cool things to highlight, yep. not only yeah. the athletes, the sport, the shop, for sure, but the culture. Yeah. And honestly, you know, when I look back at those days, skateboarding um, did a lot more than other things. You know, oh, I mean? like snowboarding yeah. did some stuff, but like skateboarding demos and... Well, we, we ended up putting on like the the, the Team BK Put yeah. Up or Shut Up three on three tournament, yeah. which became gigantic. Yeah, that, I was going to bring that up. The the basketball. And that training. was a way to get competing brands because I was always like, dude, when I first started, there was only 40 stores in Southern California, the whole thing from the Mexican border yeah. all the way up. There yeah. was 40. Yeah. And everybody rode together, did like, it was like, there was, it was a brotherhood. Yeah. And it was like, at that time, it was like, every, it was, it was just like, everyone's after each other. It's called this competition. I'm like, I told Pierre, I'm like, dude, let's do, and Eric Cost Costin was super into basketball. We were all super into basketball, so let's do a, a, he's a, a put up fan. or shut. Yeah, and he's a Clipper fan too. <laughs> yeah. He is, dude. He is. No, um, he's not. He is. But now nah, he probably isn't. We couldn't get Laker tickets. We were trying to. That's what in in like they were too expensive. You could get good seats, and the Clippers they had buy one. He is a diehard Clipper fan. <laughs> and late night with Chalky are there. You go Laker fans. Yeah, it's all good. I, I don't know so much anymore. I know. Le- Lebron guy. Yeah. Right. Le- so Lebron. Lebron. <laughs> no, but uh... yeah. So that and we did the golf tournament for the industry. And it's yeah. just 
bringing people dude. together because at the end of the day, dude, we all well, we yeah. we we bring that up a lot, and it's it's not about the one brand that's paying because one brand helps pay the bills, but it doesn't carry the industry. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we need you want everybody. To we need register. everybody to yeah. participate. And you rep yeah. brands, he reps brands. We're all reps. Yeah. We all want each other to succeed. We For want sure. this. You know, it's all no doubt. Yeah. So. There's, there's, so that basketball thing was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, so it was through We had active? the Laker girls, dude. Yeah. Was that through Active or was it like... No, I was just... It was you doing it, but... we Active was always in the finals because Shane was always bringing sandbaggers with him uh, so could take people down. Yeah. Him and Chris Cole. Yeah. Chris Cole always had a good team too. Hey, <laughs> we had some good basketball lunch breaks at, with Dr. G at the... You know the who church. had a good team too was Joel, Joel Nelson. Was oh, bring, yeah. Like, he would bring the... Split team would be gnarly, yeah. dude. He had these two where, warehouse guys with yeah. quotations. <laughs> Where's their pay stub? <laughs> no, dude. Ken, Ken uh, from DC, uh, Block. Block. Ken Block shows up in his gigantic RV, right? And out walks what looks like a stinking NBA squad. <laughs> and we're like, bro, these guys yeah. don't work in DC. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? So, so, so um, good. I wanted to... Healthy okay. competition. <laughs> we, we were starting to talk about it, but... Yeah. And, and your Team BK... Yes. Not the skate team. Yep. But the people, your sons work for you. Yep. Right? Yeah. And then you have Jeff Kakawa. You have... Keith Culver. Keith Culver. Yeah, so... so yeah, man, if I was going to wrap... It started with Arby, Steve, Shannon, um, Elizabeth. She worked at Surfside. She worked with Casey Carver, Wallace Mills... Charlie Manos, Charlie's a Charlie and Wally are both uh, head design lead designers, production guys. They all Steve work for TVK so, too. Yeah, um, and then uh, oh gosh, Bud um, Master Paulo. Bud Master Paulo. He yeah. has a real estate business now. Travis Fisher, uh, yeah, Jeff, and then Keith's been with me for like seventeen years. So crazy. Um, yeah. See, that's it's uh, that's another thing Jeff's about been with me for loyalty. Small businesses. You're a small business for sure. You provide not just for you and your family. You're providing for other people. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's insane. Well, and like you say, you can't do it alone. And without those guys, I, Team BK is not Team BK. Yeah, like hands down, there's no way we can do the videos. There's no way we do the events. Yeah. there's no way that we can service accounts and do those things. And and that's why I think starting a sales agency and having that where it's like, it's it's like we're we're in a position where we can actually like help the shops promote our brands mm -hmm. to sell in the shop, but also like build the brand, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's yeah. just like, whenever we take a brand on, it's like, we pretend it's our brand, like yeah. we own it, you know? And yeah, like, I, I and love that about what you guys do and done. And, and Emil, Emil too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But you, yeah. di you dive, you know, you, you it's direct, full service, but yeah, it's full service, yep. but you've, you've, gone into categories or sports or industries yeah. that maybe you didn't have yeah. like all the you know the experience with yep. but you have throughout like that period of you know like you said you embrace it like it's your own you're like yeah you know what do you so surf skate snow well, electronics. Well, we to didn't, and we didn't even talk about accessories. We didn't even to, talk about Nixon. Yeah. I mean, Nixon, so, so let's let's yeah. let's start. <laughs> let's start first with Soltech. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, it was Etnies. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sheep, but it didn't become Sheep. Well, it was Etnies, and then the guy that owned the the mark to Etnies 
basically was going to take it away from Pierre. Wow. This was in 95. Just as things are starting to like... Yeah, like 94, 95. And so go. then Pierre, they started S in America. So that way, if the guy took it away, we would have something. That's how S in America got going. Sheep came a little bit after that. Because you had guys like Mike Banzuri and that Ed Templeton and that crew. Those guys were all, you know... The, and, yeah, yeah, before it was like a thing, yeah. right? Um, they were they were doing that stuff. But um, yeah, and then like Pierre, like I said, he was like always down to look outside the box. I took him to a surf contest and I was like, dude, we should be making sandals dude we, we make footwear why don't we should make sandals for surfers surfers Ooh, like wow. skate yeah. and let's just make some like little just cheesy little 99 cent flip-flop things you know what i mean and he went to the fielder and beyond you know he, he saw it a whole different and then also God, was, now I, I forget you guys made sandals but yeah and then also with with uh snow um i base i was like dude we should be doing snowboard boots because i was sewing the snow thing and i was sponsoring like eddie lee at the time and Eddie Lee came in and ended up being the guy that basically ran the team, put it together, put Peter Lyon on. That was the first big pro that we had We're on there 32. and stuff. Yeah, 32. I mean, I still have one of the very first pairs of 32 boots sitting in my garage. You know, it's like, it's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like Soltech was like the first one that really, I mean, those, those other ones, you know, SMP was really the one that kind of catapulted. But then Soltech made it to where I was like, okay, I could have a team, you know what I mean? I could, yeah. I could actually hire other guys, have a squad. Yeah. And then Nixon came in and, you and know. Nixon is Chad Denena. Right? Yep, Chad and, and Andy he Latz. And he H2O too? Yes. Yeah. So that's how I met him originally, him and Brandon Lillard. Um, yeah. Brandon Lillard worked there as well. So it was like this little San Diego. I can't, I, I forget that those guys worked at that store. Uh -huh. So heavy. Amazing, right? Yeah. How, how did they end up at that store? Because in of Vipe. Beach? Because Vipe was in Point Loma. That's right. Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and Chad was going to Long Beach State. Ooh. Chad was actually dating this girl. And at one point, I remember he was super sad and he was going to move and whatever. And then at that time, uh, Vipe was like, you know, the shop was so popping and he helped Chad get... Um, an internship thing at Transworld, if I remember correctly. And that's kind of how his whole thing got. And then he was the ad sales guy and ended up meeting everybody. And and then when he started Nixon, he hit me up and he was like, hey, you want to come in and be the third guy and you can run sales for us. And I'm going to do marketing and Andy's the you know product and production and business guy. So you're the third guy. And I would be the third wing partner in the thing, right? And then, and I was just, I had just- Did they, did they ask you to yeah. put in? Yeah, well, I just bought our house here in Huntington, and Chad was talking to me about it, and I was just like, it was just the wrong, the timing wasn't right. But then the cool thing was he was like, hey, any, you know, for the reps that came on at the beginning, he let all the reps um, were able to have a little piece of it right out of the gates. So, and that's supplement how, the, you know, the hardships of starting oh, a pioneering a brand. It was but, a, you know? amazing, you know what I mean? Wow, and, yeah. and so... He got the best. He had all the Burton reps because Andy came from Burton. He, uh, you know, and they just, I mean, Nixon was just absolutely amazing. I mean, I remember sitting in design meetings with like Colin McKay and, you know, just the, the you know, the guys Nix, like. Nixon was the Stussy Burton Nike of watches yes, yeah. at one point in time. Yeah, sure. and you had like Mike Mahaley and all those guys, yeah. that, that crew down there. And, you know, people from like Jim at Pack Drive and his like. Just, yeah, Nixon was just so So epic. you're pretty much like the first rep. Yeah. Or one of them. Yeah, like, yeah, doing like that, you know, having, and having an agency for sure. I mean, yeah. everybody else was just a single rep, you know, and I was just like, and all the brands were like, well, if I get more help, and I would always get guys that were athletes too. The guys that 
like Steve Ruff was a ripping snowboarder. He ended yeah. up like, I mean, he was riding for Joyride, you know, Charlie Manos, same thing. He was gnarly. Like these guys were like super, you know what I mean? And then, and then Bud was where he was living in my backyard and for a few years and, and he was with me forever. And then that's when things really started taking off. I mean, yeah. it was just like insane. And, yeah and then we did like a new horizon was another skate video that we made and then fast forward you're talking about events how people don't really do them anymore yeah when we brought on gopro a few years ago it was like and keith that's what i love about keith comes from he i met you know he was working at identity board shop and he and, and he worked for active too or no 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 no, no. his wife did that, his right? wife did yeah. yeah trius did and so and keith is like he reminds me of myself so much. I mean, he's super passionate about actually doing everything, you know, surfing, skating, snowboarding, he's super moto. into moto. He started the whole, you know, he's, he's one of six guys that started Wolf Enduro and all that stuff. So, and he's just, it's, it's so awesome when you have people that are passionate like you are and they're like, they're, they have that same like ethos and fire to get yeah. out. And like, you know, Keith and I have done so many just insane events together. It's yeah. like, and having brands that are down for well, it. Well, he's been with you for 17 years. That goes to show, like, the great relationship and, yeah. you know, value you have in each other. Because yeah. most often, not you. You bring somebody on, they see where you're at. And, of course, if anybody that's, like, has a boss, they're like, well, I want to be the boss. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. be that guy. And right. then, you know, you hit crossroads or whatever. But, you know, you guys are a good team. That's yeah. not very common at all. No. Where, you know... Well, something that I like... It's almost I, like a marriage. Yeah, yeah. It's almost and, like... It is. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, for sure. Well, and something that, that I... One of... A good friend of mine, um, he said, hey, every man wants to be his own man. Yeah. So I don't even look at it like boss or anything. It's like Keith is, a, Keith is an owner in Wolf Enduro, right? His own brand that he's... They're rocking. They do stuff with Fox. They do stuff with all kinds of big... I mean, they're, they're like... They go, right? And yeah. like... And then Keith and I together, we started a hat brand together called Season USA, yeah. um, which we are in the process right now of partnering up with Mitchell and Ness, and it's gonna, we're, it's exciting stuff that's happening. Yeah. And um, and then beyond that, we started a production company together called Hidden Notice, and we did it. So it's like, so this for guy me, this is me off. So so it's like, hey, you know what? And we like we were making music videos for Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? We we ended up meeting. Devin Sarno, who's this amazing guy that ran all the visuals for Warner Brothers, he saw a piece that we did on Tim Stamps called "One," you know, "The Sound of Dust," and he reached out to us. Hey, have you guys ever done music videos? And we're like, uh, "No." He's like, "You guys want it?" And we went up there. Yes, and, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But so, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, if that, you're passionate about something, you're you're putting out good content, good product. Yeah, you know, it's gonna get around whether it's all it's, relative. But, so you know, yeah. In in having someone someone like Keith, it's just like I look at it like when I when I got started, someone gave me opportunities, yeah. right? And pay it forward. And like I said, I feel like he's a lot, you know, just that loyalty and stuff. Like I had an opportunity to burn Jason back in the day. I've had opportunities to burn people along yeah. the way, and it's just yeah. like. That's You've just, only burned us. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only burned people in that heat when yeah. I got the record for the most interferences. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you, you talk about like video and content and, and, and stuff you put out. Tell us about things reps say. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's actually awesome. shit, shit reps say. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but that actually... The, we got to do that again. <laughs> we got to do that again. So that basically came from... So, okay. So my time at Girl Skateboards was just amazing 
um, Rick Howard and Megan Baltimore, that crew, they're just, I love all of them. Like they're just, they're just amazing, amazing, amazing people. And so anyways, they, they gave us so much freedom. And when you work for girl in skateboarding, it's like walking in with Steve Graham with SMP, right? Yeah. And so, and Rick was always up to do something different. Yeah. So it was like, oh, let's like, let's do a collaboration with Polar Camp stuff and let's get, let's do tents and let's go do this thing over here. And there, he's super into basketball and all that. So let's do this thing over here and let's do this over here. And man, so much fun. You know what I mean? There's so many things that you've done that I, the Harlem Shake video things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Did you ever see those? Oh my gosh. like, well, go, well, going going back before we go to the Harlem Shake, going back to the shit rep say, Chris Roberts, who's that girl nine, who nine might club. be one of the funniest human beings. Nine club, yes, yeah, he's yeah. amazing. He's hilarious. Hilarious, yeah. like uh, he's amazing. Yeah. So, um, he basically had he had done that shit skateboarder say or whatever, yeah. right? And so then Aaron Meza and Rick and all those guys were, dude, let's do one on reps. Yeah. And so we we're like, so oh good. man, let's go. So we went with Mesa and we went up to ET because we're like, this shop's perfect. ET still looks the it's same, a, right? It's a, it's a garage the, that back closet. Corner, yeah, it's the best. And yeah, it just that video just it went and, viral. It went nuts. And as reps, you, you relate. Know, we we relate, but we also have gone through all the same. Yeah, we say the same shit. We say the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but we've had the fixture come apart we've had yeah. late samples we had to work off cads we did you know we you've done a penalty the, right, <laughs> right yeah 13s easy locky okay so so shout out to pat lawler because oh my when we were like thinking okay what are we gonna say we we recruited pat to help us with the lines and pat's just hilarious i mean yeah. he might be one of the funniest dudes i yeah. know so, so yeah he helped us with that stuff too yeah. it was so much fun i bet but again, Keith was like the perfect, like, you know, Keith's like the, uh, you remember those commercials, Mikey, Mikey. Like Mikey will do it. Yeah, Mikey exactly. It. Like, he won't just, need it. He hates everything. Yeah, right. So I was, in Keith, I'm just like, okay, Keith's going to be perfect for this. He's not jaded. He's still green. Oh, he's, he's still like, kind of like the clean cut, like. He was but. so, he crushed it. Absolutely slayed <laughs> it. That thing goes viral. Yeah. And then he gets hit up by Tennis Warehouse to do a, a commercial acting like he's Andre Agassi. <laughs> they flew him up to San Luis what? Obispo and paid him money to do an ad that, that actually ran during the, totally Austra- that. By the Australian Open. No that way. Is I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. We gotta, we gotta see that. Yeah, that's like so. the, those like Sasquatch or whatever the, like, the guy that's the doing the Jack Links or... Uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. they're doing the like Instagram commercials right. and stuff. With the, so, anyways, it just seems... Perfect timing, and it's you know tongue in cheek, oh, and yeah. it's just like yeah. it's freaking funny. It, it's it's, it's like... it was amazing. Yeah, that <laughs> one was like, and then we did one with Duke at Surfside. And it was uh, shits uh, a buyer say, yeah, just yeah. and and we knew that Duke would be amazing, oh. right? His dry sense of humor and just like he's not afraid to offend anybody. Like yeah. we had so much fun with Duke on that one. That was a good so time good. for sure. So yeah, no, it's all those things, man. It's like. I just like look, you just look at it and it's like how stoked are we that we get to do what we do yeah. yeah and the people that we get to interact with the shop owners and hey there's stress that comes along with it you know what I mean and it's hard for a lot of these shop owners you go through like 
2008 when that all happened seven and eight it was like so gnarly and yeah. you know even like with covid and stuff actually covid's been a blessing for a lot of the hard goods stores you know what i mean they've, yeah. they've had a, a big Silver boost line. for sure and um but i mean to continue and you know my thing is just like we want to always continue to bring that stuff yeah. like yeah. when we started doing gopro we started doing these things called super clinics and so we would invite the shops well we did this one thing at pismo and we had like 13 stores that ended up coming because we're like it's kind of far Indians? yeah we're like it's yeah. kind of far right how many people are going to drive up there but dude we had donnie and jeremy and nate the whole crew from pharmacy right they come out they bring razors three wheelers and then keith and we brought motorcycles we had 50s and we had these other ones and we were giving them away as prizes right to the to shop people that had like done a killer job through the year we're just ripping around Pismo, and like Dave Downey came up with uh, Alex um, Andrew. I don't know if you guys know Alex Andrews. Mm -hmm. Like, so he came up. He was helping him with all the snow, but he brought up a bunch of boards. So we had surfboards for people to surf. We had motorcycles for people to ride. Three wheelers, razors. So cool. Hung out all night. Nate was like spinning. You know, Nate from pharmacy yeah. that runs the, and he's an insane DJ. He's yeah. amazing, and it was just amazing. Like Jimmy from the forts. There, we've got just this this group of retailers he, and like. By the time the thing's done, everyone's like that much more stoked about, yeah. man, this is why we do this. Yeah. And, and, and that's I'm glad great. we have somebody like Team BK to not only you, you create things to make it fun and include. Yeah, bring people together. Yeah. People together, totally. you know, with it, be it like things like that or the show. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, well, that yeah. was, that's another one, like the show, and then it's... I mean, how many years did we talk about, like, ASR is gone, we need to do, like, you know, there's these little teeny regional rep shows, but we got to do a better job at it, right. and it's like, you know, yeah. we could, you know, everybody's like throwing ideas, and I don't know, I kind of threw it at you quite a few times, knowing your background, and all of a sudden, here comes this show, Yeah, yeah. and you guys, you know, did a great job of... I you mean, know, we, connecting LA to San Diego and, yep. you know, flying, you know, not flying, but, you know yeah. bringing in, you know, people that, yeah. that and, matter. And even adding, you know, getting a half pipe and, well, yeah, you know, and giving, giving it away. And, and <laughs> yeah. good, you know, goodie bags and giving yeah. back is, I mean, shop buyers and shop employees and people helping out, a lot of times, you know, like they don't get the appreciation no. that yeah. they should, yep. you know, and yeah. or the owners doing the buying and, you know, the shop guys, you know, there's sometimes a disconnect. And that show was like, hey, bring bring some shop kids, no you know, doubt. bring some buyers, bring your like team, yeah. you know, yeah. like we're going to feed you guys. And, you know, there'll be giveaways and stuff. And it, it just kind of and, then, and then bringing in expanded guys, the reach of yeah. what it should be. Bringing guys like Ray Barbie to play music yeah. while we're all there. Have like Mochi come in and do art and then give the art away. Have Andy Jenkins do a painting and give that away. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I mean, it's like it's you're, it's you're the whole culture, right? It's yeah. like which you're, which but, you could do selfishly with just your group and your brands, but it doesn't resonate. And if you include everybody, then it's. One less expensive for everybody because yep. costs everybody pretty much nothing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But then it includes everybody, yep. and it's a one-stop shop for all the retailers to be able to like. Yep. I didn't have to get interrupted for three weeks in a row for an hour a day here, two hours a day there. I had to go here. You know, it's like yeah. they could set aside or schedule for two days or one yeah. day or whatever, and be yeah. like, "I'm going to nail all this work out of out of the way." It's which awesome. Is, yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. It is. It's killer for all of us as and reps, and it's great for the shops.
Yeah. And it's great for the brands. The brands get to come and see. It's just... It's and not, it's reps and, and, and it's not corporate that's yes trying to yeah you know do their thing which they have now to we do. just need the brand to chip in more yeah right? <laughs> wait is there a wait, commercial what? Brand? Wait, yeah, wait, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, no but um but every i mean time time is money and we always talk about like how how hard it is you know to to get that appointment with the buyer the shopper sure. or whatever and, and and get that one-on-one and you know it's it's tough I like, think so much of it too is like getting them back to remembering why did they open the store? Why do they do it? Yeah. And if you're just going to a show and it's just to go in there and get grinded by reps to try and put an order in yeah. and do this and that and it's it it doesn't have this feel of like okay, I just showed up and I'm with all of my good friends. We're having killer food. It's free. There's yeah. no security guy asking for my pass. Yeah. It's like I'm in here it's just free flowing yeah. and it's just amazing, you know what I mean? It's like it's like, cool, I'm down. Now all of a sudden the buyers are like, dude, when's the next show? I yeah. can't wait to go. Yeah. And you're like, wow, there's no pulling teeth. It's, it's productive, like, it's coming. intimate, and it's like, again, it's a good it's a good buzz and, and it's a good environment with 100%. like everybody just yeah. there, you know, one to get their, their job done, but to yeah. hang out and slap high fives and yeah. you know, hang out. Yeah. It's good. And, and you know, doing those things and what I would encourage anyone that is listening that's not a rep or someone that's trying like you know, so many people are just like, oh, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time to do that. It's like, if you if you love it, you put the time into it, and you yeah. like give back and you do these things, it's like, it comes back like yeah. so much more than you could ever expect. I mean, yeah. even GoPro, when we first started there, we did those super clinics and it was like, hey, we just, we went and got the campgrounds at Leo Creo and then we call other reps and it's like, hey, Mark, bring the firewire boards. Hey, this, you know, this person bring this, this person bring that. And then yeah. that's how the guys at Super 73 were friends with the, the our sales manager GoPro and he, he had them come to our thing. Yeah. We have this like all day, everyone's in there. And, and, you know, it is a little bit scary because if someone gets hurt, I mean, there could, you know, there's the people are so happy these days. It's unfortunate, you know? Yeah. And in what we do, there's consequences. Yeah. But we had like the guys at Kate and they come up there and they, they bring a winch and they're winching people into like, I mean, crazy stuff, right? We're just having so much fun going all night and then at night everyone edits their footage, we show movies, and then we give out all this stuff, do a barbecue, spend you, the night. You piss me off. So cool. <laughs> yeah, you, and it's- you, you come up with too many good ideas and too many good events and make it fun. That's, that's, it, that sucks, BK. I kind of think if it wasn't, if, it, if we weren't having fun with it, yeah, I, I don't think that it just so, why do it, man? So we, like, you can sell any cause, widget cause, out there. Because you you went you know you you spoke about it and we know this ever so clear is we're in sales. It's a grind. Yeah. No matter if your brand oh, is yeah. really successful oh, or yeah. you're pioneering a brand or it it's you got to hit this number. You got timelines. You got you know you're you know there's a lot of moving parts and it's stressful. Yeah. And so, you have to have these, you know, takeaways and, and you got to reset and you got to have some fun or you're just going to go crazy and it's not fun anymore. And yeah. Why am I doing this? And you got to have guys that are in it with you. Yeah. And so to have Keith and Billy and Emil and Jeff, it, like our crew is just like when Travis was with, you know, he's in Tennessee now. It's just like everyone's in, dude. We're yeah. all having so much fun. Just locking arms and like, let's go, yeah. man. Yeah. Let's do this. And good things happen to good people, right? And bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. People. And here we are, right? We're in this industry. Good people. And you work for, for I've worked for a bunch <laughs> of different brands. Larson's 
pretty much been with Ruka for a long time, but you've gone on a roller coaster of like yeah. good brands that turn to crap. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. But yeah, because is... of who you are, right? And, and the work and the dedication that you put into your brands, they have a better, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. What you, you, you kind of have a Midas touch, you know, because of what you put in. The ideas and the work and the fun and the creativity. Like GoPro, right? Yep. That brand missed, or was like the biggest thing ever, right? Yep. And for a long time there, they, they, they went they went to the mountaintop and then they fell in yeah, the Yeah, they are gone. And then now you're kind of creating another little surge for it, yep. right? People are picking it back up, you know? Shops are... are Carrying it, and yep. that's that's what sales reps were supposed to do. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. But you you you've done it in a really cool, creative, you know. Yeah, I always kind of just say we're not really like sales guys at Team BK as much as we're like marketers of our brands, yeah. and and we're relationship guys. Yeah. And, that, and and that's it's, and we always like hearing the relationship side because you might be with a brand one day and another brand next year and, and, and you know, and, and you're only as good as your word and, and your relationship yeah, with the shops. Sure. Like if BK is going to pioneer something, why would a shop believe in it? Well, yeah, BK's sure. in it. Like I'm going to believe yeah. in, in you and I'm going to believe in the, in the brand and give it a chance. At least yep. give you that, you know, that conversation. Hey, you know, present it. Let's see if it makes works. And you, I know you got my back. For you sure. Know? Yeah. But like, this is from one of our uh, from our guests, and we knew you were on the pipeline for a long time on this interview. And it's like, what brand like surprised you? You know, whether it was like a brand that was you know something you had to pioneer that became super successful, let's mm -hmm. you know, or a brand that was super established that just you know, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. let's just take like a brand that you know. You, didn't you just took a risk on something. and you didn't, you know, like, Hey, if it turns into something, it might, was it the risk? I know? was just going to say, honestly, uh, it's Rasta Cloud. I would Rasta, have to say wow. Rasta Cloud yeah. not the biggest thing we've ever done, but, but, but the success, it's a shoelace that's made into a bracelet. It's so, and so this, and so this <laughs> but, all goes back to what you were talking about, having relationships with the shops, Yeah, whether it's the owner. And if you go in and I always tell the guys like, you don't just go into a store and find the buyer or the owner and talk to them, get an order and leave. Yeah. Get to know everybody in the store. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's just get like, them psyched I know what it was like to be the dude that was like, you know yeah. what I mean? And when the rep came in and they're talking to Paul, but the guys that showed interest in me, I was just like, whoa, dude, that guy like, this, this guy like actually like said, what's up, you know? So Daniel Cassidy was at Liberty Board Shop and he was just making these bracelets. And... You know, we became friends, and Daniel's just another amazing human being, just a lot of beautiful people through this whole thing. But he starts this little bracelet thing, right? By yeah. just selling them different things, whatever. And we ended up going out to lunch, and he was he wanted to talk to me about, hey, I'm thinking about doing shoelaces. Would you guys be down to maybe wrap some shoelaces, and we can get them into some of the bigger shoe accounts and the Pac Suns and the Tillys, whatever? And, and I was like, yeah, well, let's sit down. Dude, I mean, Daniel's your friend. Of course, let's sit down. Let's yeah. talk. Let's see what's up. And so we sit down, and then by the end of the conversation, he's like, "Hey, do you guys want to rep the bracelets?" 
And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's you, dude, for sure. Yeah, we're going to help. We're gonna give, I'm not yeah. like a bracelet guy. I don't really wear bracelets, but it's you. So we're selling Daniel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I believe in you. I believe in what you're about. So we're down, you know? And that was a that was a brand that was, uh, that one surprised me, man. Yeah. I had no clue. Like, we came in and it went in there and just like, boom, it just went. And you he know? came from Liberty, right? Yeah, he came from Liberty. Yeah. 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 And, and basically, it's skate shoe laces. Yeah, yeah. That he, yeah, he has the patent on that for a bracelet made, made out of shoe. Uh, bracelets. He braids yeah. into bracelets. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. intricate. You know, he uses different color bracelets. How yeah. good he does with it. Dude, he's going with, uh, Yes. Richard Branson now he's hanging out with him on his island like I think he I think he's maybe signed up or he's gonna be one of the first people to fly to the moon or whatever on Shut Richard Branson's the front thing door. yeah I promise that's wow. so epic <laughs> from bracelets dude from bracelets that's awesome out of a skate shop it's yeah. so awesome yeah so, he's got a few money now he's yeah, going to the moon it, it's really it's <laughs> well, really really yeah and but but the, the cool thing about daniel too he's he the things that he believes in he's giving back to and doing a great job there and it's just yeah. i don't know just you know there's there's so many cool people that we've we've been in the mix with was there any other did you have any other question questions or well yeah i mean i got a lot of questions i uh, you know sorry i'm like i mean get diary of the mouth no <laughs> that was what, awesome. like, <laughs> without throwing it like any brand under the bus, you don't have to name names, Rush. but yeah. under the bus, bus, under the bus, <laughs> what brand did you like, you get and you're like, oh my gosh, I got this brand, we're going to kill it. And it just didn't, you know, without naming, you know, was there, was there a brand you know, or were they all just gosh, kind of, I don't even want to say anything bad about it. No, you don't have to name mean? a name, but they're the same. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I've, there had, was, a, I've you know, had a couple. I had a, you had, yeah, a couple had a couple that you were just like. Yeah, there was a couple that I thought were positioned, and I thought the product was perfect, um, but I think the product was a little bit too soon, actually. Yeah. And so I think we, the product was amazing. The riders, the t everything was on point. Yeah, that just and goes yeah. to show, hey. like, that happens. <laughs> Wait, we're not allowed to yes. say any Yes, it allowed, was one. We're not allowed to say any names. But Good it, guess. But <laughs> I was just putting two to two together. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Wow. Trying to, trying to Why? Why? Yes. Hey, I'm intuitive. Man, I listen. You are so smart. I listen. <laughs> We're not allowed to say it, but but here's the here's the bottom line because if this person is hears this, man, like the what really matters, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. we're can't take your money with you. You can't. We talked about that. There's no U-Haul behind the hearse, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we can sit here and think we're building a kingdom, but it's like yeah. man, no, it's like, you know what? For me, it's like seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. And those things aren't things. No. Those are the fruit of the spirit, man. That's about love, joy, peace, forgiveness, forgiveness, kindness, gentleness. And when and that right there, to me, goes full circle with like everything that you've done. Our in your whole life. and our whole industry, man. Yeah. yeah. All these people, we all come from different walks, different you know what I mean? But we all have that common thread of yeah. like doing the activities, being passionate about the activities, man. And we connect on those things and then it gets deeper and it gets beautiful. We're going to end yeah. it on that because that was beautiful. Um, BK, Team BK, sure. the godfather, sorry, Bobby Lockhart, of skateboard, surf, snow. Um, I'm stoked that we finally got you on the show. Dude. You've yeah. shared a bunch of amazing things uh you do let's just talk about what you do now you do yeah, gopro yeah. polar 
Yep, Polar's back. Super 73, Super where's our bikes? Yep, yep. And the Super 70, yeah. They're amazing. And Garrett said he's he's got to get in line, I guess is what he was saying. Get in line. Right? Exactly. Yeah, get in line. Um, Rostclot. Rostclot. Diamond. Diamond. Which, shout out to Nick at Diamond, the fact that he still owns his company and does it the way he wants to do it. And... That's Shout off. out to the to Lopes and the crew over there. Oh, yeah. Amazing crew. Yeah. It's the Lopes. And then uh, the newest brand that we brought on was Theragun, uh, Therabody. Yeah. And which is so exciting. And we've got just some, inst- we talk about events. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to like pop the top on anything right now, but we got some stuff in the works that's going to just like, Can all you? the things we've done, get ready. There's more coming. And, and of course, your, Rage, your, your, your own brand. Yep. Range. Yeah. And uh, we didn't really get to speak on on that, but we could do a whole nother yeah we could show to talk about that. that. And, and, yeah. and yeah. we'll do that as a follow up, yeah. and we'll just talk about For sure. the amazingness of that. Yeah, you know, natural, you know, oils that do wonders. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is seriously. It's- Another cool one that we brought back on Sim snowboards. What? I swore I would never do snow ever again in my life. Yeah. And go anyone that doesn't know, man, Sims is stinging. They're doing it, man. They're doing it right in a big way. Shane, Sick. the crew over there, Ray, Teddy, they they they're they're doing it, man. Like just Sims just when you thought noise. you were out, they pull you back in. It's so much fun. Yeah. I'm having so much fun with it. It's really cool. Yeah. But you know what I'm gonna ride next winter. <laughs> yeah. We got you guys. Hey. We got you guys. I, I, I I'm on the mountain anytime. Yeah, like let's you do said, this. I get, we get you, looking good. Get you guys dialed in. Hey, um, and thank you guys, man, for like doing this. Like, I I look at what you guys are doing, and it's this is like, oh man. Before I forget, there's another new one that we brought on too, and it's beneath. B N T H. B N three T H. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty tricky, right? Yeah. Matt Keenan would have been so mad. <laughs> Matt, we love you, man. It's an East Coast, West Coast thing. It's that delay. It's like a three-hour delay. My brain was farting again. Woo. Yeah, no. Um, Matt's amazing. You know, they showed us the goodies, him, and, and it was just like, the stuff's amazing. Yeah. And we're doing, we're doing the two-wheel space for them, two-wheel and power sports. So, nice. yeah, super so it's, fun. It's like comfortable, like, underwear and like workout wear too. Exactly. Nice. I mean, the way he says it is your boys are going to be really happy. Nice. So, yeah, no. Shout out to Matt and the crew. Um, we're super pumped. Sweet. Yeah. That's a good. And so I don't get killed when I come back as well. We have one new addition to the team, which is Steven Troya. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he lived around the corner from our family. I've known him forever. Sponsored him, hooked him up his shoes. And he did stuff with Oliver for a while with uh, Nike and... Yeah, he's he's uh, hitting all the diamond stuff for us and killing it, doing a great job. So shout out to Steve and the whole crew. Nice. Much love. Perfect. So rad because if if we don't have the independent retailers, yeah, this doesn't happen. Yeah, we're not having this conversation today. For sure, right? And and if, and it's it's you know, re- retailers are what is going to fuel and keep everything moving know, forward. No doubt. But it's the people. It's the history, you know, yep. like, you know, showing where we've, where we've been and the ups and downs of the industry and the changes and everything that we're going through. Yep. But it's, it's the passion that is like, what yep. is the driving force? Yeah. You, you know, everybody that's in this is because we eat, sleep, 
drink, live, yeah. bike, yeah. surf, skate, snow, whatever, it, whatever is music. I mean, everything encompasses, you know, comes together, but you know, for you is BMX and then it yeah. got into skateboarding yeah. and it got into surf and you know, same with you and same with me. I mean, it's, yeah. that's the common denominator is just passion about we're kids yeah. at heart yeah. and at mind. And we want to be able to like, I tell my kids all the time, if I didn't have to work, I'd be at the beach, I'd be yeah. going shredding. I'd be at the mountain snowboarding you know we, that's what we want to do and yeah. for the businesses out there man if you keep it that and you keep that keep at the simple. core keep yeah. it simple all the other stuff that all the spreadsheet folks that come in with their fancy stuff i sit on a board i deal with all that stuff yeah. it's like if you're just looking at numbers and you're just looking at top line sales and that and you're not actually looking at the actual soul of your company and Which, what it's about yeah you're not gonna last. Yeah. You're gonna. You're not gonna last. And, and when you you're come, live and die by the numbers. No, and you come in with the attitude of like, oh, I'm gonna start this brand. We're gonna blow it up in three to three to five years and flip it. Yeah. It's like really, yeah. really, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're a, you're an imposter. I, yeah. I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. And passion and come in and, and let's go just having wheels, fun till the wheels you know? come off. Yeah. Man. Let's have fun. Well, it's it's uh it's it looks like you had a lot of fun. Laura, <laughs> Laura and I, late night and our late night and myself. He said late night, late night and <laughs> myself have, as you can see, we have a blast doing this. Yeah. Right? No, it's but awesome. It's only a blast because of the people that we bring on. Yeah. You know, this like, show's nothing without our guests. If, dude, you guys, nobody wants you to listen to us freaking knuckleheads. I'm freaking hilarious. <laughs> I know that. You guys are per I the carry perfect. I care the show, but. You guys are the perfect yin and yang. I, I could blast the lip out of. Yeah, anybody. you could do yeah. that, but I'm I could funny. Take you out and I'm interesting. I could take you out on ping pong table. No, I love Bro, it. Bro, I love it. Come on, but um, it's it's awesome to share. I mean, bro, you've you've led an amazing life. Thirty in years a, in a, you know, you walk the right path. Yep. And you 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 don't. You're honest. You're loyal. And you've been rewarded, you know, and, and you reward the people that you work with, right? The people that and the brands you represent and the brands area. you represent. And, and honestly, like that's what our show is, is fun, but we also want it to be a learning for people and, and inspiration for people. And team BK is like, yeah, that's the story. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's you, awesome. You're, you're a, hey, your inspiration, I'm humbled, man. You're an inspiration to us yeah. and a lot of reps in our industry. So, yeah. and you're my neighbor, so I gotta say, all yeah, that stuff. <laughs> Just I'm not worthy for sure, yeah, man. Thanks, you guys dude. are awesome, dude. Thank you. Thank you, so you much. Team BK. Yeah. Yes, Bill Keller. Yeah, yeah, look up things reps say, see things buyers say. <laughs> Harlem uh, Shake. One small step. Uh, Shout out to Mark Nisbet and Dave Huang when we made New New Horizon. Yeah. Yeah, we had all Nisbet. The, we had the whole Warner crew in my backyard for, gosh, man, a while putting that one together. That was right. a lot of fun. Well, uh, for everybody that wants to support you, go to rangeessentials.com. Yeah, range you know? range and, we'll, and we'll do a follow-up yeah. because, I mean, it does wonders. That's yeah. yeah, awesome. Team BK. Thank you to all right. our sponsors. Peace. Late Night Chaggy. Woo! WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out WaveKey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot 
for grab and go sushi, handmade fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pata Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 